welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Ooh. Espinal, that came in a little low. Let me do that again. I am the unbiased king. Espinal. And uh, also joining us through Discord, it is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the tank top sage. It's Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Well, it's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hey, hey. Let's get everybody listening. It's been business. a day, guys. It's been a day. Long day. Same, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, also joining us on this episode, it is my brother, our producer. It is Edgelord. Big news, Brian. Of nerds. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my God. We're starting at the 200 era with uh with some new uh manga coming out no one piece unfortunately but them's the breaks i guess um but we do have some uh, it was a pretty good week regardless i'm actually kind of excited uh so let's uh not waste any time let's get right into plugs you can find me at the chris hospital on twitter and instagram joshua cole where can they find you at jd cole underscore 37 that's on instagram and um at new jump city josh on Twitter. Oh yeah, Brian. Yeah, I'm private on both, so oh. you know. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at Twitch.tv/slash/itspunchline. Oh yeah, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we do the weekly poll on YouTube now, but still follow us regardless. Uh, sometimes we do things on social media. It's probably one of the aspects that we have to improve on, but whatever. We're not slaves to our phones. <laughs> whatever uh but yeah follow us on all the stuff you know we're on that we're on tiktok i think we like post most on tiktok if anything just because that's where the kids are that's where the cool kids hang um so you know check us out on that uh we're also at new jump city on there uh we do the poll on our uh on our youtube channel now thank heaven uh that they're allowing us to reach out to our community directly through youtube so check us out on that um and uh subscribe to the podcast so you can keep up with the poll and also any videos that we upload whether it's the full version of the podcast or the highlight breakouts we make for every single show uh so subscribe to us on youtube hit that like button share the podcast while you're at it uh if you prefer audio podcasts uh the audio version of the podcast usually goes up first wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's on itunes spotify youtube uh, not youtube I already said YouTube, but you know, anywhere podcasts are available, that's where we post. Uh, we do have a winner this week for uh, the the RGC, and uh, you guys can cast your vote as well um, when you subscribe. And I, I think that's it. I did a little weirdly out of order. Oh, email us at newjobcitypod at, at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, and uh, we'll get back to you at some point in time, <laughs> uh, whenever. Uh, so, you know, email us regardless, uh, or comment, comment on whatever, uh, video you're watching this on, whether it's the full version of the highlight breakouts and let us know what you think about the show, about the chapters that we talk about anything. Uh, we love to hear thoughts. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Without further ado, let's get the show started. My hero academia. This is My Hero Academia Chapter 374, Butterfly Effect. Uh, last we left off, uh, everything went wrong for uh, the heroes, essentially. Um, Spinner was able to reach uh, 
Shirakumo and uh, basically turned him back into Kurogiri by putting one of Shigaraki's crusty, fa- crusty hands directly near his face. And uh, I guess the stench woke him up from his deep slumber. Um, so now he's back. Kurogiri is back after so long, uh, which is not good news. Uh, we cut to America, uh, Washington State specifically, where this weather lady is talking about how this giant uh, cumulonimbus cloud, a uh, cumulonimbus storm system is starting to like spread all over the world as a result of the fucking battle that's been going on in Japan. Uh, and uh, she also mentions that she's not for uh, the world hero, the heroes of the world, just sitting back and letting this happen. Uh, you know, she makes like basically a public service, uh, like a public announcement is like calling all of the world's governments pussy. Uh, I, I respect that. Whoever this character is, we will probably never see again. Um, <laughs> we cut back to the Kamino ward, uh, where Todoroki is and, uh, Dobby is back in full force. <laughs> he's, he's back and he's using the phospho thing, but he is also, very much dying uh he is using the last of his abilities uh on this uh on this phospho attack phosphor whatever he's doing and uh you know he's he's gonna use he's just flying away over to where endeavor is but uh luckily he won't have to go far because a kuragiri portal uh pulls up immediately as he starts ascending uh above everybody else uh, we cut back to the UA uh, battleground thing that they made. Um, Monoma is still hanging in there, uh, you know, with his eyes open, uh, copying Aizawa's uh, erasure technique uh, quirk, and uh, is basically just like, I'm not. Everybody's like, Are you okay, Monoma? He's like, Nah, I'm. I, I'm good. I'm square. I got this. <laughs> I'm not. You know, they're they're in there fighting the devil, literally. So. <laughs> Uh, I can't complain about needing to blink. Uh, so yeah. yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool little moment from Monoma. Um, meanwhile, uh, as the battle continues on between Shigaraki, who is now barrel chested uh, out the wazoo, um, that's when uh, Kuragi- a Kuragiri portal opens up directly behind Aizawa, Monoma, and uh, the manual guy. I remember this guy. His name is. His name is Manuel. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he pulls up. Present Mike is also with him. I guess he gets sent back. Um, and uh, portals start opening up all over the place uh, in the Gunga Mountain where Endeavor and Hawks are fighting all for one. Uh, two portals open up. Dobby comes out of the first one. And uh, who else but um, fucking uh, Twice himself pulls up. <laughs> Uh, All for One explains that, you know, it's not really Twice. It's actually uh, clones of Twice made by Toga, who, after ingesting Twice's blood, also was able to use his quirk and make and made clones of Twice. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, All for One starts talking his shit, which is kind of funny because, like, I don't know if he's trying to guilt trip him real fast because he's like... Now you get to see what would happen if you never killed uh, twice. And Hawk is immediately like, fucking kill that guy right now. <laughs> uh, and that's where the chapter ends. This is actually a really short chapter, all things considered. 14 pages. Uh, but yeah, that was My Hero Academia, chapter 374. Uh, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? 
I think much. <laughs> nah. Um, it was surprising to to see that um some of the heroes, I mean, some of the villains got swapped around. It's almost like a it's almost like a reverse Sasuke retrieval arc, you know? Like the 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 the, the showing the other side of the trope when and, and the villains other villains are pulling up to support. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It was a, I like that. I'm, I'm, I could have hated, but I decided not to. I wow. want to see where he goes with this. I'm not. Exa- I mean, like, so this is how we get Dobby versus uh, his father. I guess that's, you know, I didn't really want to see that happen. I'm not too upset, even though we was talking shit about how like the father should be there for the situation. But you know, uh, maybe Horikoshi is gonna make some, make it look way more lit. Um, no pun intended. Anyway, I don't have too many other thoughts. Yeah, All right. I, I I I knew they was gonna do something with with uh with twice. He's he's a he's just he's a fan favorite. It is what it is. Uh, what did you think, Brian? I want to hear your thoughts. I fucking hated this chapter. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. god! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Right. Damn. What? God, this Explain. chapter pissed me off. It was Elaborate. mostly it was mostly the thing that got me grinded my fucking gears was twice his appearance. And the way that fucking Hawks reacted. That shit got me so fucking upset when I read this chapter. Cause I was sitting there, I'm like, so how you this whole chapter on uh, like not the whole chapter but this this whole situation here undermines literally everything that hawks did like everything that hawks did and what he went through to do this they undermined it and basically made it seem like it was him being an asshole but this was literally he had to do it for the greater good of society like and they're making it seem like Hawks is a fucking evil person for it, you know? And on top, and also I hate that twice is the one that shows up here because then is like, what's the point of his fucking death? Like, why is it that when she uses his quirk, he comes out instead of her being able to use it as it's actually intended to be used. You know, when, when Sadman parade is activated, you have to base it off of somebody that's near you, right? Or like based off of somebody. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Sadman Parade. No, no, Sadman Parade is just basically his like ultimate move where he spawns unlimited versions of himself. So I think the reason it has to be twice, and this is, I guess, be me playing a little devil's advocate here, is that like Toga probably turned into twice used his quirk as twice because she can't use it while she's her. So she had to be twice to make twice clones. But this is such a whack way to use it, in my opinion. Like, out of all the ways they could have possibly used this quirk, they did it in quite possibly the wackest way possible, in my opinion. Mm. Using it as twice to have twice come back in this situation is just so unnecessary. Like, to, it, it kind of takes away from Twice's death because everybody when Twice died was like nah 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 bro he's not dead there's no way and then he he actually died and then we we're like oh shit wait this is fucking crazy he's actually dead 
But then now they bring him back and what? Like what what is this what is this supposed to do for his character? Like I don't know, maybe he'll do something, but it's like why? What's the point? He's literally just fodder at this point. So it's it it just feels kind of whack. Like I I kind of like the idea of like maybe um it would have been cooler if all for one used this power as like um as like a way to trick the villain the heroes into doing something but then it backfires because oh shit we were fighting a clone instead like that would have been sick if literally they took dobby and then they did all this shit to take down dobby and then it turned out to be a twice clone that would have been fucking fire but they didn't do that and it's kind of fucking whack that they just use this quirk to be basically oh look at this more fodder on the battlefield to take down <laughs> go kill him again twice oh hawks oh look at you you're angry again like come on man like you could have done this you could have done something way better with this whole situation and the way they're painting out hawks to be this guy who just has to kill shit or like it was literally his job to go and kill twice and obviously the the whole point of Hawks's character and having to kill twice, he didn't want to do it. He didn't, he didn't feel like he didn't like maybe in another world, he could have convinced twice to be a, a, a hero or something like that. But I'm trying to figure out how, like the proper way to say it, but it's like that whole situation was so interesting because of the morality of it you know it was like the oh shit i really don't want to do this but i have to because you're being used as a fucking weapon by these guys and unfortunately i just can't save you and you just have to go so that whole thing was such an interesting plot point and now it's kind of just being thrown into into the front lines for no reason you know like at least not in this way in my opinion it just doesn't feel right when i when i read this i was like oh come on man because it it just makes hawks look so bad as a character it just doesn't make him seem like a like a like a good character in this in this part mm. so i don't know i just didn't i didn't like the way they they handled this with yeah. uh this quirk yeah uh it's a little interesting looking yeah well i guess i gotta start from the beginning a little bit just to talk about other things this is not a lot to talk about there's only 14 pages and a lot of them are really big panels um but it is cool how like i think uh one thing that horikoshi does really well when it comes to these like really large scale war arcs is that he's very good at tipping scales you know like adding tension you know making uh, certain pieces of the game basically like really decide, you know, these swings and momentum. And uh, he did that in the previous war arc and he did it again. And um, I thought that was, it was effective enough, you know, like Kurigiri being back in the game and, and really just changing shit for everyone. Um, I, f I feel like, you know, it, there is a lot of, I guess, redundancy here. Like, like we mentioned it was weird that like Endeavor's not here, but you know, you kind of have to force it. So he would be there in a way like you had to get him at there. It doesn't make sense for Endeavor's character for 
him not to be there when the whole Dobby situation is resolved. Uh, mm. So, you know, this is, uh, this is a mechanism in order to make that happen. Uh, as for the twice thing, um, I, I don't disagree with you guys at all. Uh, I think this was um, a little strange. I mean, we'll have to see how he executes it in the end of the day, but um, there's this was a plot point that I was actually kind of wondering if they were ever going to pay off. Cause I was, as I was reading it um, over, I finished my read through recently of my hero academia and the, uh, I finished the initial war arc and, you know, you see Toga with t- twice his blood. And I'm like, I wonder if they like, he this is one of those things that's going to be forgotten about, or, you know, we're going to pick that up at some point. And, you know, at the very beginning of this war arc, we were like, they're all going to be twice, you know, uh, <laughs> they're all going to be been yeah. such a cool twist. Yeah. Tell me that would have been such a good twist. Yeah. The yeah, only the only thing that cool. the only thing that holds it back from being a thing is that like mechanically it wouldn't make sense because twice his clones are fairly weak. And if Toga did twice his clones, I feel like it would be weaker. I don't think there would be any reason that. They'd be any stronger. Right, like it's a push for twice to have been able to push out clones that strong, mm-hmm. but a whole nother, yeah. So you know, yeah. So, but so even tougher for. So I can I can live with that. Although I do feel for you because I you know there's a lot of things I would have wanted to see a certain way in the series yeah. too. I mean you know. So you know I could I could feel you on that. Yeah. I did want to. I don't know if you had a couple more thoughts. To finish, yeah. But I did I, have something I wanted to respond with Brian, but I'll wait. Yeah. Um. Just real fast. Uh. When it comes to mm-hmm. Hawks and uh and twice, I think you're right, Brian. I That's think what I was going to talk about, actually. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you, you talk first. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah. No, I think this that you know there was uh there is this interesting dynamic between twice and Hawks where they are, I guess, like Hawks and Endeavor represent like the failings of the system in set in in a way, like. Hawk especially mm-hmm. yeah. being a person that he didn't do the wrong thing in killing twice, but you know, it's not, it maybe isn't more morally sound, but for the sake of the world and, f- or for Japan or however you want to scale it, it was the right thing to do because twice was not going to change. Uh, and it was only because of the camaraderie he felt with the league of villains that he was never going to change. It was more to him than just, fucking shit up and being a bad guy he cared for the people he was going he was like riding with and he would have died for them so hawks couldn't save him uh there's a moment where hawks tried to convince him during the war just to turn coat and be like yo i can help you get back on your feet i mean you know you will you'll have to like do some time or whatever but i think you're a good person and i would prefer to save you if i can uh but twice kind of gave him no choice uh for reasons of his own, you know, like, like I said, the League of Villains are a, a very are not good people, but they are kind of like you can root for them because they are they are failed by the the system that created Hawks in the first place, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it is a weird way to pay this off, but at this point for as far as we've gone i don't know how else you could have paid it off in a sense um twice twice is i feel like more of a momentum like the twice clone stuff is more of a momentum shifter than uh than anything and maybe uh, a way to i guess finish off uh hawks's character arc um in some way i i don't want to really put any definitive terms on it until we see how he really resolves it It'll be weird because this isn't 
the real twice. So I don't know how much real closure we're going to get with twice because this is technically Toga as twice. And I don't know how far that reaches, whether he is technically twice or not, whether he holds all of twice's memories. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot Here, that needs to be clarified. Here's the thing that I guess to not, uh, now I had a little bit more time to think about it. The thing that I hate the most about it is the fact that Hawks just goes, kill them right now. Like it just makes him like the way that they're describing Hawks, the way that they're like characterizing him is that he's just a killer, essentially. Like, um, fucking all for one is like, oh, damn, if you didn't try to just kill him only, this wouldn't have happened. Or Hawks being like, kill them now, kill them. It's like, I, come I on, think, man. He's more than just a fucking murderer. Being, I think all for one was, 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 you know, being facetious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't, I, know, I don't think I, he was really trying i don't i don't think i think he was just fucking with him more as trying to like guilt him i mean but, i get um, that i get that but no i feel you though you i mean yeah for sure. it's the way that I, hawks right. reacted that i didn't like the most that's the mm-hmm. thing i didn't like the most just i think i i thought the, all right i thought the reaction was was i didn't i didn't love it don't get me wrong but i didn't have an issue with it if anything it just screamed urgency you know like he it was him like kind of just like blurting out all that shit that this guy just said and in in like taking away the most important fact which is holy shit that's the equivalent of twice we need to take him out immediately by the way i have a question that's toga that's coming out the portal transformed no it's it's her using her quirk his quirk well here's here's the thing because i don't know she's still fighting with that's exactly what I was about to say right? is that like, I don't know okay, if she's okay. finished her fight, yeah. but in theory she could have at some point before the battle turned into twice, made a bunch of clones of twice and then turned back into herself. But I don't right, know. Right. That's what I'm assuming was the case. Yeah. We'll have to see. I feel like they're going to explain it very next chapter, but um, yeah. yeah so uh, just one last thing to say about the Hawks and twice situation that, so Brian, you mentioned um how, him kill like they like him killing like all right like basically like he he kind of had to do it right like him making that choice and you know it just i think the point of that uh, of that situation with hawks and twice which i actually thought was i guess good writing so to speak is that like it was supposed to be a tragedy that it had to come to that exactly. like the point is is that like they did come from similar backgrounds and one person got lucky and the other didn't you know, and um, and also had to deal with way more shit on their plate with his mental issues, you know, with twice. So uh, I think it was wrong that he had to die. Death is bad, period. There should have been another way. But I think he guilts himself because he feels like he wasn't strong enough to do it himself in a way that was non-lethal. Like, had he just, you know, been quicker or something like that, he might have been able to figure out a non-lethal way to deal with him. Or if he had more influence in within, you know, the hero society that he worked with, instead of just being this guy doing, you know, dirty shit on the low, like he could have been, you know, improving uh, the, the the hero agencies he worked with, et cetera. I guess I, I, I just wanted to say, I feel like that shouldn't be lost. 
You know, I mean, it was a good point, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're gonna get this like closure between. Like, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think this is really going to be uh, much of a thing about Hawks, uh, Hawks like uh, feeling bad about taking twice his life, so to speak. I don't. I just don't think it's gonna be about that. I think he just understands the threat level. Yeah, and he doesn't have time to 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 to, to think about his decisions. But we'll see. Yeah. The way I read it um, was a little different. I didn't see that they were like instantly or like trying to make him out to a, be a bad person. I think, first of all, I don't think all for one was necessarily trying to guilt him because I think this is a more of a reference to uh, Hawks understanding just how fucking strong twice really was. And so this is like him saying, like, now you get to see how strong he would have been if you hadn't killed him. You know, like we still find a way to unlock his potential. Um, as far as Hawks going kill them, I don't think I think as because uh, I think Hawks does feel guilt in not being able to save twice. He he even had that remorse after the arc itself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, you know he's he doesn't regret it. You know, like he's like I I did what I did the right thing, and he would do it again because it was the right call at the end of the day. Like things would have been way different if he hadn't, you know. Damn, Hawks was fleshed out pretty well. Yeah, I, to a I lot mean, of the other My Hair Academia characters, I'll, I'll say that for sure. Yeah, there's a couple. I feel of, like I understand him. I know, who, you know what I mean. I have a good yeah, understanding. Yeah, there, there's a couple. About what his core values are. There's a couple of fun surprises that you get from rereading the series over, and uh, like just things that get a little refreshed in your mind. Uh, Hawks' story is like one of the better things in this, just because from where he came from and his value system is a lot different. He is a product. He is like the most pure product of the system, just like Nagant was in her time. Uh, and eventually, at some point, you know your your humanness starts to come out, and you start to conflict what with what the system has indoctrinated within you. And you know that's what Hawks had to do with twice. But at the same time, he was like, you know, this guy's not going to change he's only going to get stronger and just like this league will be twice, like pun not intended twice as dangerous with him in it. Uh, so, you know, something had to be done. It is a, uh, it is an interesting story. I'd like to see where they go with this. Uh, just cause I, I don't know where they go with this. I feel like Hawks's character is fleshed out enough. Um, but if they, if Horikoshi wants to give him a, like a more definitive conclusion in terms of this dynamic, uh, I'm I'm all for it. Why not? I think like thematically, even though the story feels a little rushed, I feel like there's like thematic elements that he he wants to execute that he's had for like going for a while, and he does that very fairly well. And that I I get what he's saying more. You know, when someone tries to explain to you something, he's like, I understand what you're saying, but you know, you're not like saying it correctly or whatever. But I get it. That's how I feel with it. So I'm I'm willing to see how it goes um, with Horikoshi in this thing. But uh, do you guys have any uh, rebuttals to that at all? No. Um, I said what I had to say. Yeah. I agree with you mostly. I, I agree. I, I also empathize a lot with Brian. Yeah, same. I, I, I'm i still holding. I'm still holding out. I, yeah. I think. I, think, I don't think you know, Brian's wrong at all. I think, I think Brian's like right on a lot of things. It, it is like. I'm just working with what what's given at this point. Um, 
So, you know, we can only see how this, this is like a brand new plot point that he landed on us like a page before the chapter ended. So, man, what is going to happen in the sky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any anything else before uh, we move on, I suppose? No, nah, I'm good. Nah, we can move on. All right. Let's go. Jujujujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> <All right>. Oh boy. <laughs> boy. Do you even have to ask? The champ is here. You can wait till we till I finish the review. Yeah. But you ain't even gotta ask, nigga. Yeah. Right? Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 205, Stars and Oil. I actually did not read the name the the title of the chapter when I first read this. Um, but it was by Gigi Akutame. That's true. It was by him. Um, last time, we missed it for... Uh, yeah, last week it was off. Episode. We, did, we did miss them last week. However, in the previous chapter, Big Bro... Um, Choso. Did you help me? Choso. Choso yeah, Big Bro Choso... Uh, worked as hard as he could to finally get Ghetto to reveal at least something about one of his uh, curse techniques. I guess exclusive curse tech. Well, yeah, it's curse technique, but one of his exclusive ones. You know, not 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 just some type of like not Uzumaki or or the cursed uh, monsters he summons. Anyway, uh, he he right right when he, you know he got him to show some information, we had. Uh, What's her name? Sukumo? Yuki Sukumo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yuki uh pulled up to save the day with her little creature. And uh we're finally gonna get to see her fight. Yeah. Okay. So uh we start the chapter begins with uh your boy Troso finally bowing out because he uh has had enough. <laughs> you know? He's <laughs> he, had enough! He, got, he got fucked up pretty bad. Yeah. So I, I yeah, he, he deserved the rest. You know, like when your Pokemon faints. Yeah. He's so, blacked uh, out. Choso <laughs> like, has blacked like, out. <laughs> yeah. He fainted. So um, I like the barrier effect too. I think that's really cool. Reminds mm. me of like a video game or something. Yeah, they're in a virtual world, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, as he as he uh, as he uh, you know bows out the fight, Yuki says that she likes the rough type. I thought that was, you know giving him some props, and then she says, "You soft nigga." On the- <laughs> I'll have to beat it to shape, yo. So, how, you see how I'm getting so baby of it. I I already knew what time it was. I was like, yeah, someone's about to get punched in the face. It's only a matter. It's not a matter of, of if. It's a matter of when, right? So, uh, your boy uh, Kenjaku starts to, I guess, uh, suss out what she may be capable of because he doesn't really know her curse technique he says that like the headquarters and in most of the top sorcerers like keep a tight lid but what's really the case is that majority of them really don't even know what it is in the first place yeah. so you know big secret there um so he says i right, you know i don't know what you're working with so i'm just going to keep you at a distance and summon one of these buku <laughs> giga monsters <laughs> from asia yeah uh it's funny because she says, I bet that cursed spirit isn't from around here. And, you know, I maybe I don't, maybe there's some type of uh, cultural significance with this creature. Yeah. It was lost on me. 
Yeah. I'm, that could have been a Japanese yeah. uh, thing. But anyway, so Yuki's like, bet. She tells her little monster Garuda to turn into a, to basically ball up. And she summons his, she gets her teeth really hard. I like that shit. Yeah, that's, you can tell, like, you can see how much fucking force she's about to put. She's kicking the shit out of this fucking thing. Yeah, kick the shit out of her fucking monster ball. Uh, and it, it, it just tore this monster apart that came from Asia. Which all part, the, I don't know. Yeah, it came all the way Japan. from a different part of Asia. All the way from a different part of Asia. <laughs> uh, destroys it. And, you know, Kenjaku just doesn't understand what happens. But he doesn't really have much time to think about it because Yuki pulls up and says, uh, you know, I'm about to show you what I'm working with. And she hits him, you know, punches him right in the face, just like I said. It only took nine pages? Mm-hmm. Hmm, not bad. Right. So, um, and she basically sends him to the next, next stage. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Go on, Josh. Like, if this was Smash Bros., you would have lost two stacks, essentially. That's, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying Kumadori distance. Pretty, you know. Yeah, pretty far, though. Yeah, this is nice. I'm going to remember this one. So he even comments how, like, oh, uh, damn. I could... He sent me flying until a breach appeared in the circular definition of the empty battery. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. He raises Yo. his broken hands up. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> like... <laughs> you remember that thing from SpongeBob where he cracked his knuckles and all he sees is the hands yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that, that reminds me of. And, you know, no big deal to him. He's like, hmm. Because, oh, my arms are broke. Oh, it's crazy. Sh- Oh, I forgot to mention that she 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 says that her ability has something to do with mass. So he says it's a concept that targets a curse technique. Mass so overwhelming it surpasses anything inside and outside. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what that really means, but I, I feel like he's gonna elaborate it a little bit more as the fight continues. Anyway, we get some um conjecture. No. Well, a little so, bit. Technically, conjecture. Because he's theorizing about what her powers are specifically, because all she tells him is mass. Ah, that's conjecture, right. But mm-hmm. Yuki starts literally saying what her technique is. She says, uh, I, she, gives, uh, she says, I give myself virtual mass and call it Star Rage. Nice. And my technique turned the Shikigami Garuda, the little snake guy with her, into a cursed tool. It's Star Rage's only target besides me. Hmm. Mm. I don't believe that. I don't trust that. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. You guys should too. I do. Anyway, so he says, yeah, I suspected the increased mass doesn't affect the sorcerer, but her speed ain't decreasing. All right. Like I said, I'm not I'm not 100% sure uh, what her ability entails, but we could talk about it at the end of the chapter. Yeah. Now she starts speculating what Kenjaku's ability, what at least one of his abilities might be, right? And so we go back to when uh, he deflected Choso's, like, those blood bombs, mm-hmm. and they, it looks like they all, like, got sent down, like it was rain or something like that. And she is speculating that it was gravity, which, I mean... Her reasoning was pretty was pretty solid in my opinion. You know, she could like based on how visually you could see they didn't go anywhere else but right below, like his feet. And he didn't like it's not that he moved so fast that he was able to hit each of them because they wouldn't have all perfectly went down. 
really good. Uh, yeah, and, and he wasn't using idle transfiguration, obviously. So, obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, also, no, she also makes the, this was, in my opinion, the best point, which was that you know, it it could have been like some cursed monsters technique, but he could only use them once. Like you know what I'm saying, and once they use, you know, it's it's gone after that. So it's probably not worth, you know, he probably wouldn't just use like some one-off technique just to deflect an attack when he has healing properties. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the ri- the reward isn't worth the risk. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to take that risk necessarily. So he decided to use his curse technique, and I get you know. So you know, he starts speaking about how you know he may. Uh, he may even have a fourth technique and uh Kenjaku's thinking that you know she may she may have like something really strong in her in her fucking uh domain expansion. I mean I could read this word for word, but that's essentially the point. They're 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 both annoyed at the prospect of each other's abilities because yeah. there's a lot we don't know yet either as readers. Anyway, uh we get more uh thoughts from Yuki and she says how the plan was to try to get him to use domain expansion first. And I guess apparently, you know, it'll be difficult for him to use his base curse techniques. I don't know how valid that is. I don't know. Well, you can't use your like, you can't use your like curse technique within a domain. It's like a separate. Or at least it's like a lot. It's like a a lot harder to use your curse technique while also being in a domain. As someone as, within someone else's domain but what about within your own no within his own domain because the domain itself is already an attack so to lay uh, on like right a technique. Yeah, yeah 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 okay now that makes a lot more sense which is why they wanted to force him to get it get his domain up mm-hmm. so that they could just deal with that in of itself right and as even if she ends up in that situation she has an advantage in garuda which i don't think it was explained before i guess that's we'll, we'll figure that out mm-hmm uh, that's, I, I think it's something about his per, his special ability as a as a cursed monster. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's the plan. She's gonna wear him down while he's in his domain and and weaken him. And uh, Kenjaku's was like, mm, you know what? I thought about this. Uh, we you know we're, we're both confused and 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 being playing real careful around our own techniques. But you know, you ain't open your domain. So that's telling me you ain't really confident if we had to go like, you know, domain versus domain. So he makes, he immediately makes that decision to, to, to go on the offensive, you know, using domain expansion and uh, Yuki calls out to Tenjin. So maybe they had some plan to intercept a week in his domain. Cause this, this is the end of the chapter, but I'll give that final thought. Um, perhaps. That's why they wanted him to get the domain open because normally I would imagine you don't want to face someone's domain on purpose because mm-hmm. that's their strongest attack. So yeah, I'm I'm sure ten, they have some type of plan that can interfere with his domain. Anyway, Christian Espinal, or should I say Brian? What was your thoughts? Whoever's first, Go I forget the order. This is RGC for me. Oh, in case it wasn't clear before, it's for me as well. It's not for me, but I'll give wow. it. Wow, I'll give it to. It's regular RGC. Certified oh shit, RGC. man! Certified RGC. All right, I know what won then, and it deserves it. 
this was a pretty good chapter uh when it comes to breaking down a fight and having like a super interesting matchup um i thought it was pretty wild that kenjaku brought out his domain expansion pretty much right away um at the beginning of the, like at this fight um i like this girl a lot she reminds me of tsunade a little bit i think i think she's like i think that's the closest comparison i can make for her just because she she kind of like resembles her in the way that she carries herself and the way that she fights it was uh pretty pretty interesting um i really do enjoy the way that she kind of handles uh things too um she kind of fights with like an understanding of like the the opponent she's up against like or like not the opponent she's up against but she has like a good gauge on how to fight uh people with curse techniques um and she has like a really strong understanding of what makes her strong and i think that's what makes this fun because it's like two people who know what the fuck they're doing and they're both kind of taking each other super seriously too so um and always ghetto or whatever his name is is always interesting to watch fight just because you don't really know what you're gonna get with him yet mm -hmm. we don't know much about him so the more we get to see him fight and stuff like that the better understanding we get of oh shit this dude means business I don't think he's going to go down this arc and uh, obviously because, you know, he's the main villain. But I wonder how they're going to get through this fine, you know, because he's still extremely powerful. I doubt that she's going to win this fight, but I don't know how they're going to get through this without somebody dying. Somebody um, is going to end up dying. I think they're playing defense. I think that it's not about beating him. It's about protecting Tenjin. For maybe a certain amount of time, I'm not really clear on that, on 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 how they're gonna go about it, or what the details is. But I don't think it's about be beating Kenjaku, because like you said, it's he's not going down right here. I mean, sh who is Yuki did it? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Anything, but um, yeah, I, it's just a different. Like I said, they playing defense. Yeah, but th those are my thoughts. Um, it's a really fun watch. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens next chapter. Yeah, this was uh, very, very nearly my RGC, and honestly, I considered changing my mind while we were talking about it, but I just stick to my guns. I feel like uh, the chapter I, I chose really earned it in my book, but um, mm -hmm. this was so good. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, I, at risk of taking something away from Hunter Hunter, I would like to... I would like to... I know it. No. Yeah. Uh, well... You know, uh, but at least at, at risk of, you know, taking away from Hunter Hunter, I feel like Gage Akutami has built on what on like the shoulders of what Hunter Hunter laid out, you know, with in terms of like a power system that is like more uh, cerebral than it, than just like, you know, you get up and you you kicky, kicky, punchy, punchy, um, you know, having like very a, technical. Yeah. Having like a game esque battle system. Um Whereas, like, I think uh, uh, Togashi, and in all his greatness, I mean, like, I, I say this, I don't want to take away anything from Hunter Hunter because I love the Nen system uh, a lot. I think it's a great power system, uh, one of the best. Yeah. But there is something to be said about Akutami's ability to take 
a similar concept and kind of like distill it and make it a little more simpler. So you're like not so bogged down by so many details. Um, it is just like a, a matter of just simplifying it a little bit. Sometimes simple is better, you know, and it's still intricate in its own ways. You know, there is like rules that you have to follow with this power system, but I feel a lot less intimidated when I read Jujutsu Kaisen versus uh, Hunter Hunter in that, in that regard. Uh, I only yeah. say that because Akutami, I think draws a lot of inspiration from Hunter Hunter um, as a mangaka. So uh, I, th I think uh, he, he's done, he's done pretty great uh, with the power system he has. Uh, I love Yuki as a character. <laughs> She's just so fun to read always like confident just a fucking she knows what she is she knows like she's one of the best um mm -hmm. but you know she's not like so strong that she's just like over it you know what i mean it's very easy to make those characters that are just like so strong and they're just like hmm i guess you know like overly confident she's yeah. also trying to like figure out kenjaku she knows kenjaku's no joke and she's trying to like figure out his attack as well so i i like that a lot um this has been a lot of fun. Uh, watching her punch Kenjaku so hard that his arms are noodles broken. Right. Yeah. Uh, she broke through his fucking guard, man, and right to his face. Say, like, get them noodles, get them spaghetti <laughs> arms out my fucking face. Yeah. And hold this to your jaw. <laughs> yeah, I guess I wanted. Nice. I wanted to come back to what uh, your uh, try attempt to explain Yuki's technique a little easier. <laughs> Thank you. I think, I think what it is is that, like, the reason it is kind of hard to understand is because it's broken. Uh, it's basically a power that has all of the benefits but none of the backfire backsides, as long as I understand, where she has the ability to increase the mass of her attacks. Like, her punches are so fucking heavy that they're able to just snap through his bones like that, but it doesn't affect her speed at all. So oh. it's a virtual mass. It's like a hypothetical mass to to a degree. She she adds like a fake amount of mass to her body without like affecting her ability to move at all. Uh, it is broken. Yeah. So and I, I wanted to say something about. Uh, well, go ahead. Oh no, no, yeah. Uh, go for it, Josh. Yeah, it's just it, it's not just me taking my turn and on, but like you know when you look at Hunter X Hunter. At one point, I thought to myself, damn, like, I like Nen, but it does seem really, like, all over the place. But then there was something said um, as I was, you know, kept, like, re-catching up to the, to the beginning. I mean, to the, you know, to what's current. And they, someone says that Nen is all about risk and reward. Mm -hmm. And that's generally, like, how you have to look at everybody's ability. It's so much variety um, and, and uniqueness and niches. But everything comes down to risk and reward. You know, if you have a really powerful Nen technique, chances are there's one hell of a fucking drawback to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very particular situation you can use it in. You know, he's, he's usually pretty consistent about that, um, especially with the core characters. Here in Hunter X, uh, here in Jujutsu Kaisen, um, you don't really, it's not like he ever specified that was the case, but when you see someone like Yuki, right, with this, you're right, it is broken because there is, there doesn't need to be a drawback. That's just how her shit works, as far as we know. Yeah, that's, that's probably going to you know? be more revealed, but. Um, yeah. I wonder. I wonder. 
Maybe maybe it saps her lifespan. Maybe every punch takes ten years of her life. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's also the the technique of her little monster there, her little wake ah, right. So, uh, I, I I mean, honestly, obviously, very excited, glad that it's not off next week as well. Um, right, right. But yeah, I don't I don't have many else uh, many other thoughts. I thought this chapter was great as usual. Whenever Jujutsu Kaisen has like a fucking battle chapter, it's nine times out of ten. RGC oh, material. they're introducing a new a new character or something like that in their concept. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I mean, shout out, shout out to to this two page spread of the domain expansion. I mean, oh right. Why don't, y'all, why don't y'all take a a second to look at the base, the eyes and the hand? Mm-hmm. You know, I I live for this. I live for this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... these torsos on the why? <laughs> this guy's fucking mind is crazy. Yeah, have we seen his domain before? I don't know if we have. I don't, I don't remember. I've actually, Brian, you mind? I've actually just, I've just started a Jujutsu Kaisen read through. I'm like on the first volume, so my memory is about to you're get refreshed. A psychopath, man. What do you mean? Jujutsu Kaisen's great. You, you just been on a tear. I've been so. I mean, I go on. I'm on trains a lot, so I just read on the train. Uh, Fair, but bro, yeah. you, you, you work. Two stops away from your house. What you mean? No, I mean I go other places. <laughs> you you go out and do other things. <laughs> Let me find out. Yes. Why are you so surprised by this? Yes, you, I do. You go out and things. do shit. Yeah, look at that. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're th- telling thanks me for the invite, bro. That you do things outside of your home. <laughs> you do things. Yeah. Turns out I don't just sit here and edit podcasts all day. <laughs> Although wow. I could if I wanted to. I mean, if I ha- if I'm able to, I could do that all day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't remember if we've seen it. I I'm gonna get a refresher soon, I hope, but I don't think we have at this point. Because I think the whole point is that nobody knows what his domain is. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that's about. Um, all right, no, no, no nothing else for me. I don't know if you guys have any rebuttals or nothing. Nah, not really. I love the chapter. Uh, RGC, 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 RGC. All right. Well, I will. I will say this: the chapter that I, if I had probably thought about it a little bit more, the other series could have won it too. I was very touched by the chapter, but we'll get to it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on then. Chainsaw Man. Okay. Uh, Chainsaw Man. <laughs> this is Chainsaw Man chapter one hundred and twelve. Uh, between cat and criminal um last we left off asa uh, asa and yuko have said goodbye yuko was on her way to go meet uh, a family member who uh, is a devil hunter and in the hopes that she is able to free herself from the grip of the justice devil uh when she seems to have uh run had a pretty bad run-in with chainsaw man and uh was seemingly killed question mark devil's die um, so we'll see about that, but, um, In my hearts. yeah, we start off, uh, back at the school where the battle took place between the war and justice devils, uh, and they find, uh, the clothes sword that Asa made, uh, out of her clothes that her mother gave her before she died. Um, and it was broken. So, you know, uh, it, it is now broken on the battlefield, basically, uh, Yoru remarks that it was a strong weapon, but more fragile for it, um, I guess. Um, 
And all all us I can really remember is that one girl who uh, basically gave Yuko her power up uh, that led to Chainsaw Man arriving and destroying her. Um, and basically, she turned. Uh, Asa asks uh, Yoru if uh, she knows this person she who called her a little sister, and uh, Yoru says, "Nope, she's some mad woman." No, uh, and she's like, "I don't know. I hit my head. I can't remember what happened, but whatever that girl did brought Yuko back and made her ju- a giant. Could she be the Justice Devil?" And uh, speak of the potential Justice Devil. Uh, the Justice Devil shows up, I guess, uh, with a couple other, uh, other, I guess, kid devil hunters. They just let these kids do this shit, I guess. Um, and uh, they they approach Asa and ask her to basically join the Devil Hunter Club after they've lost two members uh, to the uh, to the attack. Um, that's not a great. That's not a great recruitment like pitch yeah the, yeah two of our members just died no so, technically she he said two of our members are gone one died and the other quit uh so you want to join <laughs> uh so yeah they basically is like we will gladly accept you to our club and she's like uh then yoru comes out basically is like i heard chainsaw man's a member of the devil hunter club do you know <laughs> his identity and the guy goes, ha, 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 here's your answer. And he pulls up his shirt and you see the little starter that Denji has. The mystery is afoot. Oh. I have a theory about this. Well, we'll get to it when you get to your is, is it that this is the guy that killed uh, the Yo, girl? Yo, Yuko? Yeah. Yuko? Is that, is that it, Brian? Is that it? No. Is that it? No. Oh, I. All right. Well, we'll get to it. Oh, um, yeah. Basically, so Asa peeps this starter on his chest and is just like, hmm, got you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> bet. <laughs> and he, she just goes, I have something I need to do today. I need to go see you around Chainsaw Man. And he's like, all right, see ya. Uh, and she just walks past. And um, yeah, they start basically talking about how, like, could he really be Chainsaw Man? Why would he, why would he arm himself like that? And uh, he doesn't know <laughs> the irony in that statement. Yeah, especially since Denji definitely fucking out at him. All he wants. Denji definitely <laughs> did that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I couldn't. Uh, Yoru's like, I couldn't beat. Cha- I couldn't even beat Yuko by myself. There's no way I could beat Chainsaw Man. Don't misunderstand. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm strong. I just need a strong weapon. Then I can beat him. Um, and she's like, awesome. She just needs her controller. Yeah, she's like. Asa, plug in my controller, or I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, but ba- basically, she demands that uh, Asa make her uh, a new weapon. And um, Asa's like, okay, I'll make you the strongest weapon ever. And uh, Yara was like, okay, you, you're really down with this? And she's like, yeah, I just want you fucking out of my life, dude. This sucks having you around. Um He's like, as long as you're inside of me, no, not only will I be miserable, but the people around me will be too. So, you know, let's just fucking do it. And yo, uh, you see how fake? Yeah, Yoru's just like, yeah, yeah. Like when I heard Brian start to go, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is Josh's face when, jo- when Brian went off of my hero academia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. 
so basically they're just watching people and like thinking of um folks that they can probably like prospective war devil weapons that they can make um yoru's like you don't have to use humans you know you could uh you could use whatever you could use that cat and uh i'm like don't you fucking dare uh, <laughs> you make it your pet and turn it into now. a weapon. <laughs> Don't you fucking touch that cat, you fucking bitch. I'm a cat dad. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my cats. Don't you fucking touch her, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> You leave that fucking cat hell, you fucking monster. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, basically, but you know, us is like, no, I like cats. Cat, I like cats better than humans. So, you know, no, I'd rather kill a human than a cat. And uh, she's like, not someone normal, though, like a criminal or something. Uh, All right, Light Yagami. Someone who deserves to die, basically. And um, she's like, that won't work. Creating a weapon, a powerful weapon, requires powerful guilt. So, you know, a criminal wouldn't make you feel guilty. Um, And she's like, well, whatever. I still don't want to make it. I don't want to weaponize a cat. Um, And uh, basically, I guess Yoru suggests... Pick someone between a cat and a criminal. And I'm like, cool. He's like, the the line at which you're okay with killing and the line which you refuse to kill, methinks the powerful weapon you're after lies somewhere in between those lines. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, uh, Denji himself is just wandering around, seemingly picking up cigarettes off the ground, being a good Samaritan, as we know Denji is. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, huh, he's an idiot and a loser, but it turns out he's actually a pretty nice guy. And look at me. I'm a piece of shit thinking about killing someone. And then she peeps him like sitting down with the cigarettes that he just picked up off the ground and taking them apart, re-rolling them and selling them to homeless people. And he's like, well, this guy's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's ripping off PA. He's ripping off homeless people. What a piece of crap. Uh, you know, fair, I guess. <laughs> fair, fair point. Uh, and she's like, he's between a cat and a criminal, but he's not so bad that he refu- he deserves to die. And um, you know, basically, she's like, but he is he isn't bad enough to deserve human death. No, but to defeat Chainsaw Man. To get your body back? Do you think you have any other choice? I think it's time. Mm-hmm. I think of the ne- think of it as a necessary evil to put an end to a nightmare. And um, that's when Asa approaches Chainsaw Man, or sorry, Denji, and is like, <laughs> "Hey, wait up!" And he's like, "Yo, you're the chick who hates Chainsaw Man." And she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm selling smokes because I can't have a part time job." So you know, um. He's like, I got a lot going on. I'm a busy dude, so beat it. And uh, she asks him, hey, are, uh, are you busy tomorrow? He's like, no, duh. I'm busy tomorrow and the day after that, too. And uh, she's like, I see. And there's like this pause where he's just looking at her. He's like, why'd you ask? <laughs> and, she, and Asa struggles to ask him out on a date. She's like, would you go on a date with me? A date? And the page, the chapter ends with a big panel of him going, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, that was Chainsaw Man, chapter 112. Josh, what did you think about this chapter? 
was, this is hilarious. I mean, just the... All right. On a more serious note, I liked how they explained, like, how the how the... How the weapon works, like how her how her power works, why the affection matters. It's not about the affection so much as, like I said, the guilt, you know, which makes way more sense for a fucking devil power. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it it adds a lot of nuance, and it was just funny how Denji happened to be that perfect person that fell into place. I didn't I didn't think it would it would work like that as, as she was talking to her, I thought like over time she'd make a friend and something would happen. I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to set something up. Uh, but nope. Uh, he's getting right to the point with painter man himself. Yeah. Oh, the irony, the irony is so wild in this chapter. Um, I, I like, I like how, uh, I like how the, how Asa and, um, the war devil's relationship is 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 developing i guess you know asa's at a point where she's like look i'm tired of all this crazy shit <laughs> i'm ready to live my life now and, and accept shit and just be a regular person right so let's get this over with let's kill this chainsaw guy and i'm gonna make you a very good weapon so uh you know there's an objective set they're on the same page it's pretty cool um I I wonder what's the deal with this fake chainsaw, man. I don't know what to think. I don't know where it came from. Yeah, neither do I. I I don't I don't know what that's about. Maybe the justice devil makes people it says it it works on their inner justice, right? Like mm-hmm. anyway. Um I bet all of them have powers. That's why you can't see their eyes. Because we're going to mm. figure that out later. Good catch, Josh. Maybe that's true. It does make uh, sense. But why would he be the only one that's Chainsaw Man? Maybe the other people have other devil powers. Yeah. Cool shit. Nah, that's all. I mean, I don't really have too many other thoughts. This is a funny-ass chapter, especially with Denji. And nigga, I thought he was about to roll up the cigarettes for himself. <laughs> and she was going to be like, yeah, he's dirty. Fuck it. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirt bag. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, what did you think of Chainsaw Man? All right. So okay. the theory on who that guy is. So <laughs> the theory the on the streets or yours? <laughs> the, what the people are saying <laughs> is that this guy is the lawnmower devil. <laughs> the lawnmower devil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man <laughs> the thing is is that it makes sense <laughs> with the starter <laughs> this guy is a lawnmower man <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that that's what the what the word on the street is is that that guy <laughs> is the lawnmower the word devil. on the street Bro. I'm gonna cry oh, laughing if that's true. That's but also I, I completely forgot we were covering Chainsaw Man and this would have been my RGC if I had known that, but I I'm yeah. still sticking to Can't take it back. Wow. Did you um, not read Hunter X Hunter? Hunt- <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh you will. <laughs> but yeah, this this was a pretty pretty good chapter, really fun chapter to read. It was so 
I love the way that Chainsaw that Chainsaw Man delivers its comedy. It's just always so so uniquely its own um, when it comes to how it tells its jokes and how it um, handles things. Because um, this series is so unique um, whenever you read it. Like, it's not like anything on Jump. And I love that so much about it. Um, and this chapter made me feel like, oh, man, give me more Chainsaw Man. Do it two times a week, please. I want more Chainsaw Man. Because, um, like, the relationship between Asa and Yoru is really, really fun and dynamic. Um, Denji being fucking Denji was the funniest shit. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly on twitter i didn't see i haven't seen so many chainsaw man posts until like talking about the manga until that chapter once this chapter came out and <laughs> and i saw so many posts about denji being a fucking asshole and it being <laughs> super funny so it, it's like chainsaw man's picking up in popularity more and more um partly because of the the manga i mean not the manga the anime being so good but man I just, I just want more Chainsaw Man, please. You fucking should... feed it to me. I mean, you should read it. There's more Chainsaw Man. No, you didn't read I'm it from the beginning. The anime. I'm watching the anime, so I'd right. rather just watch the anime. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, Brian? Uh no, that's all for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not much else I could say uh, that you guys haven't already covered. It's so fucking funny. Um, I, I really just love this chapter a lot. Um, I guess uh. Yeah, it's just so fucking funny. That's all I got. That's all I really have to say. I mean, you know, I feel like uh, there's maybe I've said this before, but Fujimoto's ability to like make cinematic manga is uh, yes, is really fucking good. Like, you know, he draws obviously a lot of inspiration from movies and stuff. So uh, it is it is really cool that he's able to basically translate that into a manga. Um, I feel like Chainsaw Man is. Uh, easily a translatable series and it's like to a lot of people like there's not a lot of barrier of entry in terms of cultural things or whatever uh i i think that's what it speaks to its popularity you know it's just so it's it's accessible uh to say that it least. is you know I, yeah. I like sometimes i border on being like this could be a good starter manga for anybody just because like it it doesn't really like it, it it's not a shonen like a typical shonen series but it it's such a like you interesting and um i guess universal story that translates across borders that is that i think anybody could just pick this up and be very entertained by it um yeah but yeah if you're not reading chainsaw man i don't know how you found this highlight video of it but <laughs> if you're watching the highlight version or watching the podcast but you should read it it's it's phenomenal it's a very fun read that it's a very short read too. I think you could literally chew through the first eleven volumes in a day, because a lot of it is just pictures and pacing, um, you know. So, yeah. You pick. brought up a point about like like how how he writes, like how he draws this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, the first page when when uh when it shows Asa and the War Devil looking down at the sword broken. Just their facial expression and how he does these panels with just Asa looking down. And then you can see she's looking at it, but she's also in her head. So she's kind of spaced out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as you said, like that was on her mind, even as she's looking at this broken sword. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. That's I really like that. I really like how he does these panels. And then there's another one. Uh, well, he, it's all over, but just the more recognizable ones that are like, I guess, I mean, like the, the more subtle ones. Okay. So if you go to page, page through page 16, okay. When uh, the war devil's talking about, um, you know, to figure out that line of which you're okay with killing the line between like a cat and uh, a criminal, like just how he places the cat in between, you know, and the people, you know, on two different sides, essentially, you know what I'm saying? And even just the transition of the cat walking across her to her just staring and then to her seeing something that I like how he takes that time to make these panels and it's not wasteful. You know what I'm saying? It just adds. I really like that charm mm-hmm. that he brings to the series. Like if like you're it's it's a comic, you know what I'm saying? You're supposed to do stuff with your art. You know, and he he just does this so well. Yeah, on the next page too, how she says something and she's just looking. That's that's realistic, you know? You have a thought and you just kind of look linger for a second and think. Oh, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Anyway. He's uh he's so good at composition, like page layouts, stuff like that. Yeah. He's probably the best at it, to be honest. Um Yeah, for sure. But, uh, better than anyone I can remember. Yeah, but that's all I gotta be- say about Chainsaw Man this week. Um any final rebuttals before we move on? No sir. No, sir. All right. Oh Jinx, you owe me a soda. I said it first. But I said it first. I said it the yeah. same way. We said it at the same time. That's why you. Yeah. Was it the delay? No. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> thought we forgot about it. You got it. me while rolling up. Damn. <laughs> it's when you're at your weakest. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. And I was like, is that? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Good right. shit, good shit, bro. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Respect, then. respect. Hunter, Hunter. Oh yeah, this is Hunter Hunter Chapter Three Hundred and Ninety Six, Founding also Part Two. Christians RGC. It's not actually. Stop fucking lying, bro. <laughs> Stop lying. You're just saying that because you don't want me to be right. No, I know. I. Listen, we'll get to it. That's what I would do. I would. Well, we'll see. I would. Uh, this is Hunter Hunter Chapter 396, Founding Part 2. Um, last we left off, uh, certain members of the Phantom Troop, uh, specifically Phaeton Finks and uh, Nobunaga, have uh, gotten into the uh, Haley uh, hideout that has been evacuated. And in that moment, they just uh, start reminiscing about the old days and we started getting our first peek into the origin of uh of the phantom troop in full like we know in general where they came from but now we're getting um them as children uh which is super interesting uh they grew up in meteor city you know that place uh it's where people who are basically not people basically who show up there they don't uh have like a social security or anything. They don't really count towards the bigger world. Um, and, uh, they're, they just like live. Yeah. No documents. Yeah. They, they live in this, uh, I guess mountain of artifacts. It looks like. And, um, we see that the phantom troop are, are basically like, you know, just like little troublemakers 
you know, uh, rambunctious kids uh, who each have their own little territories within Meteor City. Um, they have stolen a tape. Crollo uh, and his boys have stolen a tape from Uvogin's territory. Uh, rest Oval in peace. Uh, Oval Teen. <laughs> territory. Um, Shout out to those who remember what that is. Yeah. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, he is, uh, you know, they get away, and you know, it, it's like a little Power Rangers. This ver- this world's version of Power Rangers, a video of that, uh, but just in a foreign language. Uh, so super sweeping power. Yeah. So, uh, Crollo decides power cleaners. Power, power cleaners. Yeah. Because they can't really understand the language that it's dubbed in, they decide to do their own dub, uh, their little fan dub. Uh, and Krolo gets a bunch I'm of the kids better. together to kind of like make a little dub. It's very cute. Pakunoda Sounds is better. among them, a young Pakunoda, God rest her soul. Uh, and <laughs> Jesus, bro. She's dead. <laughs> God rest her soul. Jeez. Yeah. They, they dropped. She's dead. <laughs> I'm asking God Can to rest I get your one soul? of those when I die? Yeah, okay, yeah I'll, do, I'll do a casual God rest your soul. Thanks. Yeah, everybody gets a God rest their soul. Hey, look. All right. All I'm right, a minister. All right. right. <laughs> Making sure. Hello. Um, yeah, connection there. So we have this scene. Uh, they're about to screen the little dub they made. Um, and this, uh, we see Crollo. And I thought this little girl was. was uh, Cordo P, but apparently it's not. Uh, she's Who's just Cordo P. She's the one vacuum. Who, she's the other one who died. Uh, the other Phantom Troop member who Hisoka killed. The little uh, ah, right, like the, right with the, with the with, hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one that could transform things into others. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, I thought this was her at a young age, but I guess not. Um, this uh, girl's name is uh, they say it here, uh, Sarasa. So it's not Cordopy. Um anyway. So she she gives basically this uh this snack, this basket of snacks to to uh Finks and asks him to hand out uh some snacks. And she's like, Will you hand this out? He's like, fucking why me? And then she just stares at him and um he does it because he's uh he's a kind boy at heart. Um they go into this theater and uh, you know, they start screening the dub. Um, it's very cute. All the kids are like, oh my God, these kids made a dub. It's very adorable. The Power Rangers. Uh, but then the uh, audio tape goes out and, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh no, this is going to take forever to fix. But then Crollo gets up there and starts voice acting it live. Um, and he brings up the other kids who are involved in the production as well. And they start uh, doing it live through the silent video because the audio tape is what's messed up. And then at some point, uh, the bad guy appears and Crollo starts doing the voice for him. It's terrifying. Uh, he's just like, ah, you're doomed now. It scares the shit out of everyone. Uh, the performance is so good. Uh, I was wrong last week. That was Phaeton. Nobunaga's right here. Uh, <laughs> told you. Told you. Uh, hey, I, ad- I did too. I admit it. Hey, to I me. That. I want this on that. Hey, I admit it. I was wrong. Maybe I was thinking too much because... I guess the L to you. <laughs> I'll take it. A, I'll take it on. Uh, strong with this one. Oh, oh, you got to do this. You got to do it like in Black Panther. You got to go. 
The secret L yeah. of wrongness. Of you were wrong. The sacred L of wrongness. <laughs> you were wrong. Yeah. Talokan. 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 All right. Well, there you go. I admitted it. You know what it is, man? I, I guess I was thinking too much about the age difference. I was like, if Phaeton, Phaeton looks very young, is he going to be like, does it make sense for him to be that? Like, even a, like not a, not a baby at this point. I don't know. Anyway, I was wrong. Uh, So yeah, they're watching this thing. Everybody's uh raptured by, um, Crollo's uh, performance, uh, and uh, we basically cut to after the whole performance thing. Uh, everybody is just like kind of in awe of Crollo and you know doing all the power cleaner stuff. It's uh, a cute little moment. Uh, Uvo Gein is waiting for uh, for Crollo, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, he's gonna fuck you up, dude." <laughs> uh, but uh, Sasa, Sa- I'm not used to this character's name yet. Sarasa. Um, actually just kind of like goes ahead, stops, and um, basically dubs over uh, Uvo Gein's voice saying that, Crollo, you really are amazing. I have a better opinion of you now. Uh, it's a cute little moment. Uh, Uvo Gein himself approaches Crollo and actually uh, asks uh, Crollo to let him do the voice of the next monster. Uh, and uh, he's, he tells Crollo that what he did today rocked him the most. Uh, it's a very sweet moment. Uh, he is dead. Uh, <laughs> we're, we cut over to the entirety of this iteration of the Phantom Troop, uh, just kind of like talking amongst themselves about who's going to play what in the next, uh, installment of the Power Cleaners dub. Uh, it's a very cute moment. There are characters in this inter- iteration of the Phantom Troop that are no longer members. I do remember at the start of the series that two members were replaced and one of them was replaced by uh, Hisoka. So these these certain members that are no longer around are probably the members that were before, like the original Phantom Troop. Yeah, <laughs> that makes um, sense. So, yeah. Uh, everybody's, you know, talking amongst themselves about who's going to play what. Sarasa leaves on her own uh, to sort, I guess, the mountain of trash that they live in. Um, And she's actually out there because she's, like, excited to kind of, like, try to find another tape so they can keep on doing dubs. It's very wholesome. Uh, Not knowing, of course, that the mafia seems to be out there. I think this is what they are. They mentioned that uh, Meteor City has ties to the mafia and um the mafia is there uh i guess kidnapping folks uh for whatever reason so and it seems that they're looking for one more person and um i guess uh the story serves that uh sarasa is gonna be that one person uh but that's that being said that is where the chapter ends josh what did you think about hunter hunter chapter 396 um i on that last page, he says, we've made the quota for delivery. The era of hunting here may be coming to a close. I mean, when I hear the word hunter or hunting, I think that's a very specific to hunters, to like the Nen hunters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I and it's not like the Hunter Association is like this 
completely 100% legal thing. Like they do whatever the fuck they want at the end of the day. And I think you do have some hunters that are like just straight up bad. I mean, Hisoka technically is a hunter. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the Phantom Troop is technically hunters too, right? They all didn't they all pass? I don't know the if they're all hunter, I mean, honestly. Um, I mean, I, they're all at hunter level anyway. I mean, they could, they, they probably could not. be if they wanted to. I'm not sure if they're. All you hunters. know what? They're not because they didn't vote. They weren't there to vote. That's true. But but Hisoka was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's a hunter. He is, yeah, he is, yeah, because he went to, yeah, that was cool, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think these are hunters that that's kidnapping these kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's the mafia, because the mafia is supposed to be protecting them. These guys are just trying to get, trying to do this shit for sport or for or for profit I before see. shit closes, shuts down for sure. That's that's what I that's how I took it. Um, otherwise, I really I thought this was gonna be. Your RGC, Chris, because this was super duper fucking wholesome. Like, it was. It's it's hard to believe that this is Crollo. Like, all I knew about Crollo was that he isn't worried about anything else. We've already went through this yes. about the Phantom Troop, but him especially, that he's not worried, and he cares deeply about his Phantom Troop, even though he would kill them if they spoke out of order or something like that. <laughs> That's the vibe I got. When when they was in York, New City, and he pulled up on the scene, they was all, like, tense. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't your homie from fucking five years old. That could never be me. I'm not... Nigga, I ain't never being tense around my fucking close friends. I don't care how many niggas you done killed. We kill them together. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's just cool seeing Crowley like this, but it was really it was really nice. I see these kids that had nothing try really hard to do something fun for themselves, and of course, because of the way the world is um, in Hunter X Hunter, you know there are a lot of people that want to exploit poor innocent people, like children. So, yeah, I want to see how this wraps up. Uh, those are my thoughts. I don't have any intricate thoughts about Hunter X Hunter this week. How about you, Brian? Um, I don't have much to say. I don't have to much to say about this chapter either. It was more like it's still more set up for the eventual crazy shit that's about to happen to them. Um, man, I, it just makes it's starting to make me sad because it's like you know what they're gonna do, you know what they what what's gonna happen. And you just see them in this, they're all kids, they're so wholesome, and they're so cute, and so naive, like, you don't want them to end up becoming what they became, or doing what they ended up doing, um, but we're starting to kind of get a piece of a puzzle where, like, I don't know what's going on with the whole, like, like, kidnappers, or whatever, what's going on with that? Um, maybe that those are Kurta clan people and they kind of pick them off one by one or something. Oh, that'd be crazy. But, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what exactly is going on here. Um, you we'll, want we'll... the Kurta clan to be bad. So hard. I, I never Sorry. said that you want them to be evil. You I want them to be the evil people that the troop like had to that. take out so that Karapaga could be like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I didn't even say anything those along those lines. Emperor Dolphin for nothing. 
<laughs> I didn't say anything along those lines. Oh my god. For the record, I don't want to be I don't want the Kurt clan to have been evil. Kurapika does not deserve that. Same. I share that same uh thought and opinion. But what were you saying, Brian? Yeah, um, I don't want the Kurta clan to be bad. <laughs> I literally never said that. For the record. This dude, this dude came out of nowhere out of left field with that shit. But yeah, I think um, I think this was a nice wholesome chapter and it's only a matter of time before they end up becoming genocidal maniacs. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, en what ends up happening here. I don't think they're genocidal, right, but they're murderous. Nah. They're they homicidal get, yeah. maniacs. I don't think they're genocidal maniacs. They murdered a whole clan. That's not genocide. That's basically genocide. Well, not genocide I, would imply that they like friend, but you're killing a whole generation of people. No, a genocide <laughs> would be like a group of people. That's like not not, not like what a clan is. No, 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 no. You know what? It's be, uh, I want genocide is all about scope because their clan was probably what a small village. You can you commit genocide to a village? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, Chris. You know what? It hmm. might be genocide. I guess. Well, Brian, you could always look it up. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe if you look up the definition of genocide, and we could all learn something today that we probably I think should. Brian could be right with this. Ah, uh, you know the New York school system is uh, tough. Uh, learning the exact definition for genocide is. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I would. A deliberate killing of large number of people from a particular nation or ethnic group. All right. Aim to destroy like the, that nation. Like the Air Nation. Yeah, the yeah, Air so Nation the Air was nation, genocided. Or the, or the was genocided. Yeah, they they got genocided pretty bad. Uh, did 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 Itachi genocide his clan? I don't think so. I don't think killing a family equates to genocide. I think it kill it means big time homicide. But but they weren't <laughs> just a family. I mean, damn, that's weird. They were just they were a family. They were like. A big ass family. Nah, they had other. Nah, like it was other. You know, they were the race of people. They were all they were Uchiha's. Uchiha. Uchiha was their last name. <laughs> Uchiha is the family name. Right, but you know they have other people marry in. You know they can't keep. I guess, but that doesn't okay mean with each other. If they killed Konoha, like, that would probably be genocide. If they killed the Uchiha's. That's homicide. I think there's something in between genocide and homicide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm over it. I, <laughs> something, something between homicide and genocide. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, Brian, continue your thoughts. No, I, I mean, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, well. I actually have a lot to say about this chapter. Um, it is indeed not my RGC, uh, but that being said, it is the audience's really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Oh, okay. Audience, yeah. Right, right, right. I thought that'd be you too, Chris. Not me. I am surprised. Not me. Um, couldn't be me. Uh, honestly, well-deserved, though. Uh, I did really like this chapter a lot. Uh 
these last two chapters of uh, Hunter Hunter have been great, obviously, because the Phantom Troop are great characters, I think. Even though we don't see much of them, uh, they are just fascinating, and I do love their dynamic a lot. They're entertaining to read. Um, and uh, it, it is cool to see where they come from. It feels consistent, because this is how kind of they talk as adults, uh, and I really appreciate that, uh, in a sense. Um one thing that I did want to point out, uh, and I did, I had to take notes on this because I thought about this at work while uh, highly caffeinated, um, and uh, <laughs> I was just thinking of uh, of Hunter Hunter, um, but yeah, the between this chapter and the chapter before, I think one of the things that makes this chapter, uh, the last two chapters, so fucking inter- interesting and fun to read is uh, not just that this is the origin of the Phantom Troop, but it. Uh, it has to do with uh, what I like to call the invisible third element of like comics and manga, and that's composition. Um, composition is basically how you arrange panels in, on a page. You know, your speech bubbles, your panels. How do you organize that? How do you like lay it out? It's page layout. Um, and uh, I say that it's invisible because like you only really notice it if it's bad. You know, um, I think people have people only talk about this kind of thing when uh, it's it's noticeably not good. Uh, a lot of people have bleach is like that. I think bleach is really good at it. Not for nothing. Um, I don't but think most people talk about bleach whenever they bring it up. Bleach is something that comes up when it comes to that. What do they say? <laughs> I don't really even know that. Like the blank spaces and stuff. Yeah, but that's like, it's called negative space. A lot of people do that. Like Frank Miller used it in his heyday. Um, it's just, a, it's like a focal thing that uh, Kubo does. I don't think it comes from a, a lack of wanting to make backgrounds. I think he's very uh, big on like drawing focus to one point. And that's why it seems that way. But I don't know. I That's just my two cents. But I think like, I think of a lot of people get on One Piece nowadays for it, and um, rightfully so. I think One Piece's uh, like page layouts have suffered over the years, and it's mostly you know because we're getting towards the end, and Oda's trying to like fit a lot of information um, into one thing. I don't think it's the worst, mostly because I've uh, started reading Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I think later Hunter Hunter is particularly not great at this particular element. That being said, I don't think that. I think I, I don't that doesn't make it a bad manga or a bad story at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I would say that I would point to Hunter Hunter as a an example of composition not really fucking up your story because uh, I'm still heavily invested in Hunter Hunter and I find it very interesting. Uh, but, you know, manga is a visual medium. Uh, you know, the obvious retort to all of this stuff is just like, well, duh, you're supposed to read it. <laughs> just because there's big pictures in it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to read it. But at the same time, it's a visual medium. So like, there's no point in making it a manga if like, you're just going to have wall of text. Um, you know, so there's that. Um, what's the last thing I have here on my notes? Uh, yeah, it just like the, I think that's what helped this chapter and the last chapter feel so, like fun to read is that I don't feel suffocated by a wall of text. Um, it is. Uh, and on top of that, when there is dialogue, cause there's a solid amount of dialogue in this, but it is all character based on 
with people that we've spent most of the series with. So, and people that we're interested in and not Haley person number 53 explaining their ability. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of factors that have made this into a little, into what's, uh, have made a difference between chapters, between these two chapters and the chapters that came before it. Uh, and I feel like it, it feel like it felt like a definitive enough difference to notice and to note that um, I definitely felt like this was a way easier read, you know, uh, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's not my RGC though. Uh, very wholesome, but very good. I'm hoping it stays this way. Uh, mostly because I, I guess like there's not Nan involved and there's probably not going to be Nan involved for a while. Uh, so there won't be over explaining of abilities anytime soon. It is mostly character focused, but yeah, that's my two cents. I hope that all made sense, but no, it makes sense. Um, page composition is important. Comic book writers always keep it in mind. Um, if you know you have good composition when nobody talks about it, it's like a good offensive line. If you don't hear about yeah. the offensive line, they're a good offensive line. Um, <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about Hunter Hunter. I really liked it a lot. Well deserved. Uh, really good chapter of the week. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Are we uh, ready to move on, or do, is there any rebuttals? I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. And then let's fucking go. Black Clover. Where the BC fans at? Yeah, where the BC fans at. This is Black Clover, chapter 344, Writhing Sacred Pulse. Um, what a title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last we left off in um, Black Clover, we... Uh, Asta got his ass beat a little bit by um, Ichika, and uh, they had a big old brawl. Uh, Ichika using the full force of her Zetan uh, versus Asta. Uh, and uh, Asta basically lost that fight, even though they were broken up by the Shogun of the Land of Sun. Um, it was pretty definitive after a certain point that Asta did not really measure up to her level in terms of Zetan, and that would be the deciding factor of the match because they were pretty close in overall just magic ability so uh zeten was the thing that was gonna like clinch it for either of them uh and uh while uh they were about to go home and you know like i guess clean up uh the paladins uh julius's paladin showed up the sister uh i believe a commenter who was very helpful uh in black clover in our black clover coverage uh mentioned that the other guy is um one of the first mages that asta has met in his past um, very appreciated that because like now he does kind of look familiar, so it feels good to to know that. And I think the third guy is new. I could be wrong about that though. Uh, yeah, he just shaded. Yeah, Yerul is his name. Um, and we get a chat, uh, a little bit of an explanation, a flashback to explain how this came to be in the first place. Uh, first things first. Uh, we have. Julius uh, speaking to Morris, who last we left off with him, uh, he was Lucifero's uh, previous uh, fucking uh, host, and uh, he he was barely saved because I think he was defeated 
and he was I think he fell through a crevice, if I remember right. This happened a few weeks ago. Uh well pre fucking uh pre hiatus. I don't know. It's been a while. Um and he uh it turns out he survived the fall. Uh I guess he lost his eye and his entire right side, basically, in terms of limbs. He has no right arm, no left leg. Uh, oh no right leg um and yeah it's basically because lucius uh was his he was lucius's vessel and he's like why have you called me here and um julius says not julius um lucius says i would like to give you salvation as i'm currently capable of and we pan out and we see that he's got this big fucking magical contraption with the dark triad all three members of the dark triad within them um and I guess he uses their, he siphons their magical ability uh, to heal Morris's like uh, wounds. He gets his arm and his leg back, his eye as well. And uh, Morris is immediately like, oh, I get to do science, magic science again. I can do fucking, uh, I can do experiments all over. And then um, Lucius taps his head and I guess modifies his soul and is like, Use your sorcery studies and modification magic as much as you like in the service of world's true peace. And he's like, yes, of course. And he robot walks away. Um, Lucius calls over sister Lily and informs her about the uh, land of the sun and is like, I see that their uh, future has become to begun to destabilize. So as far as we're concerned, it's an inconvenient future. So uh, go over there and take care of that. Um, and sister is like, yes, sir. And, um, she flies away with, uh, the other two paladins. Um, and, she, uh, one of the, uh, paladins breaks through the gate and, um, uses his, uh, dragons and the other, the other fucking, the Yurul guy, uh, basically summons like five dragons to pull up. Oh, it's a five headed dragon. They all look pretty cool. Um, and she's like, with the power of the wicked, no, the sacred dragon will make the land of the sun sacrifice, a sacrifice for world peace. Um, but then, uh, to go up against the five headed dragon are the, uh, reusing seven. There are one, two, three, four, five of them here. Uh, two of them are missing. Uh, we'll find out where I guess in a minute, but, uh, the ones we've met are here. Um, and they're about to face off against the, uh, against the dragon. Meanwhile, pretty far away from the action, uh, Asta is just like down, uh, and, uh, struggling because he is apparently maybe training against the, uh, strongest member of the Ryuzen seven. Um, and he's like, you're fighting the strongest member of the Ryuzen seven here. Nobody cares about grit or how fired up you are. Just show me what you can do. Who is this guy? Me? <laughs> uh and i think the other reuse in seven member that we haven't seen yet is in the background uh playing uh that instrument that cool samurai instrument thing um but yeah that's the end of the chapter um josh what did you think about black clover chapter 344 this is a interesting chapter um i wasn't super excited that that uh every, you know these these villains are being brought back but they're probably not going to be exactly the same anyway 
you know, this guy, uh, this this new devil, um, I forget his name. You know, the the Wizard King. Oh, um, he has his own Julius, plan. Jul- like, not Julius. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but his Lucius. Name. Lucius. Lucius. That's his name. Yeah, his name is Lucius. There's oh, Julius I thought that was one of the other. Okay, so yeah, Lucius absolutely has his own uh, motivations. So they're probably going to, if if they if they're not different as far as their abilities go, I imagine their attitudes are going to be a little different. So whatever. Um, yeah. Um... Yo, I will say that, that Lucius's uh, magic is different. He doesn't have time magic. I, I well, I think he does, but like he also has soul magic, and uh, right. So he's probably changing their souls. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he does have time magic. His thing, yeah, is soul, right. It, like his main thing is soul magic, though. Yeah, he has both mm-hmm. time and soul magic. Crazy. Which makes me wonder if Lu- if Julius could use soul magic, but you just didn't know. Yeah, mm. I would think so, but I wouldn't know. Anyway. Or maybe that's how he survived the first time, right? Maybe it was soul magic that saved him. A good point. Probably. When um, he turned into a kid. Yeah. 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 That makes sense, actually. Yeah, that would explain how he Believe survived. It. Actually, that actually does make a lot of sense. But anyway, um, no, nah, all right. I, I don't. I'm. I'm just admiring the chapter. I don't. I don't really have any huge thoughts. I thought it was mad gangster how they pulled up to Japan. He's like, yeah, this is this little country. Uh, things feel weird over there, so why don't y'all just obliterate them? See, that's genocide. <laughs> that, that's, genocide. that's genocide. There's no in between there. Yeah, that's very clear. Um, to me, so they got and they quick, pulled up, right? destroyed their fucking demon gate. I was like, oh, yeah, they just pulled <laughs> up real fast. Like, they, they said, there it is. Blam! Summon these old old monsters that used to wreak havoc back in the day, the trauma. Mm-hmm. These, uh, ne- these Neptunians. Yeah, man. I mean, they don't seem to be that upset about it. Definitely not this guy, this 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 uh, the, the big dude with the beads around his neck. Mm-hmm. He's smiling. And this girl looks like light sister. Yeah. Just dark skin, I guess. Damn. Anyway, um, Yep, and I knew this guy was strong. That's the that's the shogun, right? No, that's not the shogun. Shit, he's the leader of the group that we just saw. I, I guess. was wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. incorrect. Incorrect. It, it, now you. Now I give. I grant you the L. <laughs> it's been received. <laughs> well, it's Brian. Brian just left L. a seat, so I guess I'll uh, I'll do my thoughts real fast. Yeah. Um I I yeah, I don't have much else to add on. I guess like the leader guy looks pretty cool. Um I'm interested in the guy with the um I don't know the name of the interest instrument. I'm sorry, but um he uh, I'm interested in that. That looks cool. Um I thought the uh the cut to Asta was a little abrupt, but I guess that was the point a little bit. I I'm sure we'll get an explanation as to why and how he's so far away. I had to like read the chapter right before to be like, did I miss something? Am I, did I forget something? How did he get over there? Because they said that they were going to go like, you know, clean up for a little while. And then all of a sudden he's there, uh, fighting the strongest guy in the reuse in seven. Um, so I guess I'm a little confused about that. I'm sure they will get an explanation, but it was jarring to read a little bit. Um, this was a shorter chapter, 16 pages. 
Uh, I thought the dragons look cool as shit. Um, yeah. I the Ryuzen Seven look cool coming up to fight. I can't wait to see their abilities. Uh, once again, uh, it, it really just gives me. It, it's giving Bleach, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, this was a very Bleach esque thing. They even look like Bleach characters, to be honest. Um, the Ryuzen Seven. So like, they do. Ichika kind of looks like Rukia. You know, it's kind of like. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little reminiscent. Yeah, she do. Bro, yeah. I saw. I know we. I don't know how we keep. Well, I I keep bringing up Bleach when I talk about Black Clover because for whatever reason it reminds me of it. But I've been seeing like little clips of uh, the Thousand Year Blood arc and how fucking I don't know what they're feeding these animators, but they're going crazy right now. <laughs> I might have to start watching this shit. <laughs> uh, Yo, uh, Black Clover's anime looks gorgeous. Yeah, um, anime's come a long way. People got to start watching it more. It's uh, the last. Probably the last vestige of two D animated, two uh, D animation left. Um, yeah. Nobody else really. You gotta it. keep it that way. Yeah. But anyway, not that being said, uh, I'm I'm excited for what's coming. Uh, it was it is just like kind of a build up chapter to the battle. Um, very cool art all around. Um, Morris is back. That's pretty cool. I oh uh, one thing I wanted to say. There's no way that they're not like building these uh the dark triad to be free again and maybe turn coat um i feel like they'll just be good guys at the end of all this uh like an enemy of my enemy type of deal uh but yeah those are my thoughts brian do you have any thoughts about black clover um this is like a trademark black clover chapter you know like this is the part of the arc where uh like they're gonna start fighting and then Asta is gonna, after training, he's gonna pull up and save the day. He's gonna be like, ah, "What kind of wizard king could I be if I can't protect my friends?" And it's a pretty good impression of Asta. <laughs> and that, and that's when it's everybody is shocked. Include, and that's gonna be alone. What saves the sister? She's gonna be like, oh, "Asta, he wants to protect us." And then that's when she's going to come back to her senses. <laughs> yeah. While there's no doubt that's going to happen, uh, I'll also say that there might be an extra layer before that. I have a feeling that the Black Bulls are going to pull up before Asta does and do some cool stuff. Uh, like a Fenrir spatial magic portal. Yeah, open that, up. that would be the coolest thing to happen. And, you know, they all get their little shine. Um. I would honestly prefer it if the Black Bulls just pulled up and finished these guys off. Uh, like, you know, had their own fights. I mean, there's only three people here, but um, I don't know. Some people could take on the dragon. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's more likely that the the Black Bulls show up before Asta. I like the design of the, of the strongest. Uh, yeah, I was saying guy. that. He looks cool. Q with a K-E-W-L. Yeah, pretty uh, hype. But, yeah, that's all I got to say about Black Clover. I mean, we'll have to wait till next week. It's going to be an action chapter, which I'm excited about. But um, no need to linger if we don't have to. Um, you guys ready to move onward? Yes, yes sir. All right, let me pull up the thing. Uh, there you go. Undead Unlock. 
This is Undead Unluck chapter 137, so long as you don't change. Uh, last we left off, um, Nico uh, Ich Ichiko, I think that's the wife's name, and um, and Fuko, uh, they all have that kind of like with Ko at the end of their name. It's funny. I just noticed that. Uh, they pulled up to uh, to save Gina from uh, activating her negation and killing her entire village, and they they managed to do that. Um, uh, Fuko has been upgrading, has upgraded her unluck powers uh, to be able to uh, imbue her unluck in things that she, in objects that she has attachment to, and specifically weapons, bullets that she has fashioned herself and have an affinity for. Um, and uh, she destroyed the UMA known as Heat with a meteorite. Uh, but it turns out it wasn't a meteorite, it was a uh, fucking Fang the bad guy, one of the best bad guys in the series, he pulled up and uh, he's like, we do battle now, Fuku Izumo. Thirst bucket. Thirst. Thirsty. Thirst, thirst to the extreme. Um, and uh, Fuku just comes down. He's like, I see you haven't changed from your first encounter. It seems you also have a firm grip on your soul. Um, and he's like, I have not killed anyone. As our per, as per our agreement, it's one That's match. Cap. It's <laughs> it's one match for every apparition I defeat. Don't tell me you've forgotten. Today I is the day I avenge my disgraceful defeat at your hands. And I'm like, God damn, Fuko beat Fang, or yeah, Fang, damn. Um, and Gina's like, Oh my God, what are we gonna do? He's heading right for us. <laughs> <laughs> This this fucking superhuman. <laughs> yeah, he's damn. Just, uh, damn, Fuko. What are we gonna do? Oh about my that? god! And then Fuko, she just like takes off her shirt. He's like, she hasn't figured out my unluck yet, and uh, she just squares up. She looks at him and goes, "Ooh, ooh, ooh." <laughs> you know, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love this panel. The way she's like, "Char, come at me, bro." Um, and she whips her hair back and forth as her first move, um, and to distract Fang, I guess. And, uh, he's like, how useless using your long hair as a distraction is an outdated strategy. And, um, he tries to go for her, uh, and give her a punch, but, uh, Fang just dips down into the dirt because the ground gave out. And on top of that, he gets bit by the heat UMA that has survived the uh, the explosion. And uh, Fuko does like a multiple side flip in the air. And she's like, watch this, Mui. You too, Mr. Shen. This is my Tetsuzanko. And she does a cool Tetsuzanko move. Uh, Kyokai Zanko Misfortune Cycle Mountain Strike. Um and uh, Feng is like, Zanko. yeah, Feng is like, Atetsu Zanko, you may have the basics down, but you're not good enough. It's still not good enough, uh, Izu, Fuko, Izu, uh, Fuko Izumo. But meanwhile, right behind him, we see Heat uh, use, like, using his heat powers against an open gas line, which explodes Feng. Um, and she's like, ha-ha. You know, every time I'm reminded, I... I'm reminded every time I use this ability, but death can really find you anywhere in this world, can it? And Fang is uh, defeated at this point. He's like, fuck. 
No. <laughs> I got blown up. Yeah, he's like, how did you know this shit? It takes years of training to do. How did you grasp this? And he's like, I have a master, someone who you'll meet later and raise as a pupil. His name is Shen Jiang, and he is several times stronger than me. Uh, and she tells Fang to go find him and raise him, and then they can strive for strength together. You want to come? You want to become the strongest, don't you, Feng Kowloon? And uh, Feng goes on his knees and he's like, "Fuko Izumo, I must ask you this: What does it mean to be the strongest?" Good luck, pal. Epo has been trying to answer that question for a thousand and five hundred <laughs> chapters. Damn, he still don't know. <laughs> Dude, he's Japanese champion and has hit the world stage a couple times over. And he's like, what does it mean to be strong? <laughs> when uh, he finally beats Marco. Yeah. Anyway. And gets uh, Izumi pregnant or whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, oh, damn, what's her name? Kumi. Brian, what's that girl's name? Her name is Kumi. Kumi? Yeah. Kumi, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fuko explains that she doesn't know herself, but those who care for others with an unwavering heart have always been the strongest people around. And that's one rule I'm sure will never change. Uh, and that gets Gina all excited. She's like, never change? I don't like it when things change. I like things when I like when things stay the same. Um, and uh, Feng is like, Man, that's bullshit. I will honor our agreement. On top of that, I will kill this pupil as well as you. And I will negate what you interpret as being the strongest. And he flies away on a dark Nimbus cloud because he's super edge. Uh, and uh, at that point, Gina's like, yo, that shit was crazy. And you're, what you said just now was so lovely. I really do want to be your friend. And um, she's like, I don't know if this unchange of mine will be any use to you, but if I can get strong as you, then that's all I can hope for. And um, Fuko tells her that she will, so long as those feelings don't change. Um, and Gina gets a, a new uniform, and uh, Fuko is just crying because she's like, oh my god, tears of joy, I saved Gina. And she's like digging, uh, she seems to be digging something up. And then at the end of the day, she's like, anyway, now we can get started. And the chapter ends with her finding the apocalypse book. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Josh, what did you think about Undead Unluck chapter 137? Uh, I really like this chapter. Um, I regret that I couldn't give it the RGC like you're about to. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Let me uh, mark that down. It's really nice, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you really ruined nice. it for me, but... Oh. Uh, well, well, that's life, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, what did I think about this chapter, Chris? Well, I wanted Mui to become strong. Mui? Not Mui. You see... Oh. That's how gangster Fuko has become. Yo, I I was reading this chapter and I was just like, yo, she's about to fight Fang. Like, I was like, and then she started using her unlock powers, but she was really standing up to him. You know what I'm saying? His nigga's a savage. I remember what he was doing. 
he didn't he wasn't using his negator ability to be that strong. He was just that strong. Period, no, yeah, he right? was the I mean, he's he, not a negator. He could have a historic impact. Huh? I don't think he was a negator. He was just that guy. He was just that guy. I think he was a negator, though. I don't think he was. I could be wrong about that, mm. though. Brian, could you look that up, please? Yes, sir. His name is Fang. Um, Fang. But yeah, go for yeah. it. He did. No, that was what that, that was the kid's untruth that made the girl die. All right, anyway. Um, so what did you want to know? Is uh, Fang, Fang from Undead Unluck, is he a negator? I don't think he, he is was. a negator. Oh damn! What was he? A Unfade. Ne- what? Unfade. I actually don't remember that at all. What does that do? You guys, how do you guys not know? That was crazy. I remember him just. Like, how do you not know? Being the man. I don't read Hunter Hunter. I mean, whatever it's called, oh. fucking <laughs> undead. Unfade renders him incapable of dying of to old age. Oh right. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess that's that's really convenient for him. Yeah, that really works out for him. All right, well, finish your thoughts, Josh. Okay. Um. No. Yeah, Fuko is big fist. Uh. That that bitch. Um. I will I will stop you to protect my my loved ones. Yeah, she's she's the best, and she cares about humanity too. I really like this story, and I like Fuko as a character. And now she's strong. I mean, she fought Fang, so that means she could fight everybody else. Not telling me anything otherwise. The only thing she's missing is a sword. A sword. An unlocked sword. I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, you know. Yeah. A sword. A sword. With a hard W. Yeah. Um. Gina's gonna be a beast. Don't forget what she could do, guys. Yeah, she's, she's essentially Jean Grey. Yeah. Or something like that. Lit chapter. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I know Brian has well, any thoughts. Josh Josh ruined it for me, but this Game. was this was my really good chapter of the week. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. It's just so I mean. Undead Unluck has been on the rise for a while. I don't even I don't I don't remember the last time I gave Undead Unluck an RGC, but um this one's definitely earned it. I was just so hyped reading this and I was just so excited for Fuko. Um like I knew the second that she squared up and she took off like she like let her hair loose and was just like Kah! she assumed the position. I was like, yo, this is it. <laughs> really yeah. good chapter of the week. Probably dopest panel of the week, to be honest. I got so fucking hyped, you guys. I was so excited for this. Um, but yeah, I I really love this chapter in uh, in a lot of ways. You know, Fang makes every chapter of Undead Unluck better just by being around. He's um he's just such a fun character, a fucking badass. Um, honestly, one of my favorite villains. I should have said him. You know, in when we were doing uh Mike. Mike's question about who our favorite villains were. Fang is among them because he's just he's, yeah he's great. I it, like his arc was probably one of the better ones in Undead Unluck. So I uh, it was really cool of him to show up. And uh, this two page spread where she's doing her uh, Tetsu Tetsuzako that shit was so fire. I was just like, oh, yeah. this whole chapter is so fucking cool. <laughs> um, I guess I just like kung fu shit, you know. 
doing like cool martial arts shit. I'm here fish for man it. karate. Yeah, fishman oh, yeah, okay. karate. Uh, this was this was the probably the best two page panel of the week. Oh yeah, we got to do a panel of the week as well. We get we give so many superlatives out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, so so cool. This was a great chapter. Art wise, it was sick. Action wise, it was sick. Um, I I really love it. Um, but anyway, that's what uh, that's where I, that's my thoughts. I thought it was a fun time. I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, any uh, rebuttals, Josh? Uh, no, not in particular. All right. Well, um, it's just a great chapter. Looking forward to next week. Man, she caught Fang slipping. Nope. With that, heat. the way she used unluck is so cool. Like this is exactly what I wanted to. This is going down exactly. How, this is best case scenario. Yeah, this is really good. This is unbelievable. This doesn't, yo. Man. This is crazy. Yeah. I I like this series a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I said that a lot already. But. Me too. Um, but yeah, that was end that unluck. Uh, we do have one more segment this week. Uh, we're supposed we wanted to talk about Black Panther. Um, we we were supposed to do it at the start of the show, but we forgot. So we're doing it here at the end. This is uh, our our quick review of uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, it's been a while since we talked about a Marvel anything on this show. Uh, there are reasons for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there are reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah, going into the two hundred era, I don't know if we're if our American comics division will return. Maybe if I get rich and I can afford all these books at one time. Uh, but yeah, Marvel is expensive. Uh, event books are like $5. So uh, that's on top of the, like the billions of X-Men books we read, but that's why we, uh, I, I personally haven't been buying books. Also real quick side note, uh, comiXology has made it a real fucking pain in the ass to buy books. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing that, but it is, a nightmare. You have to go to like the web browser to fucking buy comic books, which I guess seems like whatever, not that hard, but I don't want to do all that. You know, I to remove it from the app and you know the just the UI of Comixology has changed as well and it's it's uh fixing what wasn't broken in the first place. So I I was annoyed. So I'm not <laughs> that was also a, a big <laughs> It was a big I reason. You so bad. Was you stopped perturbed. reading American I was, comics. Yeah, I was bananas perturbed. <laughs> You're like, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, well, there you go. You fucked up your your own industry. You shot yourself in the leg because you wanted to save what? A Google fee? Asshole. <laughs> Bezos doesn't have any. Doesn't have enough money. The fucking billion, the richest man in the world. Trying to save money by taking, making it harder to buy books. Fuck you, Bezos. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, we'll do quick sp- a spoiler-free thing real fast. Uh, just so you know, give you some time to click off the video if you haven't seen it. But uh, I really liked it. Um, I haven't been super keeping up with the MCU mostly because I am. Uh, in the midst of MCU fatigue. Uh, so I really only have uh, tolerance for the movies uh, that come out. I, I haven't really watched a show since the Captain America show. Uh, I watched one episode of Hawkeye. 
and, and Loki then, was good. Oh, right. Loki was the last one. I saw Loki. Um, but yeah, I saw one episode of Hawkeye and I was like, I guess I don't have to continue watching every single one of these. And then it just happened. Maybe one day I'll go back. But um, as far as uh, Black Panther goes, I think it's uh, one of the better outings that Marvel has put out since the Endgame era. You know, it's up there with No Way Home uh, for me. Uh, I had a good time watching it. Uh, it's a little long. <laughs> it probably didn't yeah. have to be as long as it was, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I think they uh, did Namor justice. Uh, and yeah, uh, real quick spoiler thoughts. Uh, you guys, Brian, uh, what did you think? Um, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I feel like the first half was better than the second half, in my humble opinion. Um, I felt like the first half kind of took a lot of time to take care of these more unique moments. And then as the movie went on, it started to feel like a lot of moments were underdeveloped, unfortunately. Um, like there were a lot of times where I was like, oh man, I wish they could have, uh, capitalized on that a little bit more. Like the spoiler free, right? Yeah. This is spoiler free right now. Okay. We'll get um, into detail in a few minutes. Um, but yeah, there were there were a lot of moments where I was like, oh, man, I wish they could have capitalized on that a little bit more or, oh, man, they it feels like they went past that a little too quick. Like there were there were a few times where I feel like they could have just cut some other parts out and then added more depth to other situations, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh, those are my thoughts. Josh, what did you think? Spoiler free. Spoiler free, right. Okay, so just some quick bullet points of things that I feel like I really enjoyed about the movie. I think the acting, for the most part, was really good. Yeah. Um, for for each character, I don't think anybody was like an Oscar worthy act, you know, performance. But it's not like I really know what that is anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I just felt immersed with each, with every character, uh, which was important. Angela Bassett is a hell of an actress, though. If, oh yes. If there's anybody in there oh, that's yeah. like an an Oscar, it it would probably be Angela Bassett. But um Um Namor Kukukukulu. Um Kukukukultan. I think his name is Yeah. Kukulatan. Something like that. Yeah. Um He he did a very good job in his role. Um Yeah, spoiler free. I don't right. want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get yeah. into it. You uh, know. Okay, so I'll just... just say this. Just remember that. Oh no, I had other bullet points. Oh. Okay, so the music and the scenery were. Oh, all right. The music was incredible. This was one of the best scores in a movie I've I can. I, you know what I mean? I don't pay attention to these type of things. I guess like I've now I've learned about these things and now I can appreciate it. So I've I go on with that lens in movies more recently. But man, did it stand out in this in this mm -hmm. in this one. Uh, and just, you know, obviously like where they took the shots at between like Africa and on, on the beach and, you know, what was supposed to represent like, uh, the Mesoamerican. Oh, let me not talk too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. They, they showed the, they show various different like cultures really well. Um, okay. I thought there was, I thought as far as the overall message goes, there was stuff I liked. But overall, it wasn't really a very. It, it left a lot 
left a lot on the table, in my opinion. It mm. was a lot of people are saying it was safe, and mm. I tend to agree with that term. It's a very safe story, mm. but it but a decent one nonetheless, an mm. enjoyable one, and one with like I said at least an at least decent message at a certain point of the movie. Yeah. All right. Those are all my spoiler-free thoughts. Yeah, we're going to get into spoiler territory now. So if you haven't seen the movie right yet, now. if you haven't seen the movie yet, stay safe, New Jump Citizens. You can click off here. Uh, we love y'all. Uh, see you guys next yeah. week. Uh, Peace out, guys. No hard feelings. Yeah, but uh, if you have seen it and you want to hear some thoughts, uh, this is it. Spoilers now. Uh, okay, so... Can real... I get in my thoughts? Can I get in my thoughts? Oh, Brian was uh, waiting. Sure, sure right, go for it, Brian. All right, so basically, um, the parts that I wish were a little bit more developed was the Killmonger moment. God, I wish that the Killmonger moment had a little bit more time to, like, kind of really settle in or ha- let them talk a little bit more and kind of like a, like a Punisher Daredevil kind of situation. It would have been so cool to have that kind of discussion and i wish they cut out um the whole uh ross situation too because it didn't feel like it added anything to the story at all um i'm talking about the white guy i know um i know <laughs> for there aren't many wakandans it, it, named ross <laughs> you know it just it just felt like damn well this guy this guy's plot line doesn't really seem all that interesting the only reason he's back in is because or at least he had as much time screen time as he did was because he was in the first one and even in the first one he felt like he wasn't really (laughs) he wasn't really that big of a impact to it i feel like if you take him out he's the movie's still the same and in fact you get more for it um but this should have been a movie just about the wakandans and their um and their whole dealing with grief and the battle against the the Atlanteans or the Tal whatever they're called the Talicon. Um but yeah, I would I wish they kind of fleshed those stuff those things out a little bit more. It would have been really cool. It was a almost three hour long movie. Oh yeah, it, we were in there for so long. I would not have wanted them to flesh it out more. Maybe they no, could have no, just what I, what I mean by like, that, been more efficient about it. Yeah, what yeah. I mean by that is like just cut down things that didn't need to be cut down and then buff up things that needed to be buffed up, you know? Yeah, I feel you. What about you, Chris? Any, what are your first thoughts? Um, I, I really liked it. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what Brian said. Uh, it's a long movie, but uh, they could have allocated uh, their time a little better in terms of story elements here and there. Uh, I feel like they they took some liberties with Namor. They changed up a couple things. I'm not entirely uh, familiar with Namor's origin. I don't know if he's really like a uh, Mesoamerican kind of guy, but um, I, I think it fit his character, obviously, pretty well. Um, it worked for me. The guy who played him was really good. Um uh, he's not as ruthless as he is in the comics, and that made me sad. <laughs> he's a fucking beast in the comics, and I appreciated that. But uh, I guess you take baby steps to that. Um, I I really um, liked I liked uh, Shuri's Black Panther. Um, her suit is pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. 
uh, looks yeah. pretty great. Uh, Mbaku was a really fun character to to be around. Um, this is a fun advisor character, and he really fit the role. Um, there's certain. Uh, I feel like this movie was like. It, it, a lot of this movie wasn't necessarily planned because, unfortunately, uh, we lost Chadwick Boseman. Uh, so, and I feel like that was kind of a, a sudden thing for the production at hand because I feel like when they started developing this, they really like they had Chadwick still in mind, so they had to switch up a lot of things. Uh, and Shuri ended up becoming Black Panther a little sooner than we thought. Uh, so so real quick um unfortunately so chadwick boseman passed away when the the when the script was finished right essentially yeah so they didn't start production on it yet it was just they had to rewrite the entire script exactly to kind of fit it so um, i i give it a couple liberties here and there because they had to like do some some work to kind of like still make it a thing you know and like you know not that you could replace Chad McBoseman, but to like kind of uh, put Shuri up in in that in that stage a little earlier than they might have wanted to. Uh, so I take I, I give them a little like leeway to kind of like be a little uh, less uh, fleshed out about things because this is a, these kinds of things are a long process and they basically have to start it all over. Uh, so. You know, with a lot less time but overall i still think it was great um i i don't know if they're necessarily atlanteans if you're like a diehard comic person uh i don't know how these uh changes would kind of like affect you i i don't think it should really um they're they're minimal kind of changes and uh they help a lot i think uh there is a name drop of mutant in here so you know, just uh, another hint. Um, but yeah, uh, the performances were pretty solid all around. I think Lupita did a great job. I think um, the lady who played Shuri, unfortunately, I don't know her name. Uh, uh, Angela Bassett, as I mentioned earlier, fucking powerhouse actress. Uh, but yeah, one thing I wished, and I guess like, you know, at this... Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you take what you get with these things. It's like this in the comics too. But Shuri's actress is Latita Wright. Latita Wright. Um, I wish uh, that this was a little more involved in the Marvel U. I agree with Brian. I think uh, Martin Freeman's character is like not necessary. I feel like uh, he's just serves as a connection to uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, um, Valentina. Uh, who just pops in and be just to be like, I'm important guys. Watch, watch out I for me. Her. I watch out for me. So annoying. Watch out for me guys. I'm going to be important soon. Uh, and that's kind of her role because she's going to be the leader of the Thunderbolts. She's going to be the Amanda Waller for the MCU. Uh, she's so lame. She's like such an annoying character. Uh, it's a shame. Cause I actually like, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. If you've ever seen veep, she's incredible in that. Um, but she's not great in this mostly because her character is not great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They try too hard to make her like a bad guy, you know, Julia Louis Dreyfus is not that kind of bad guy. You know, there was a moment when, um, when Russ 
was was speaking to her, to her in the car, and he was just like, you know, if they had, like, 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 you know, they they held like they had this vibranium, and you know, like, 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 look how they've like acted with it. They, you know, they've chilled. And they haven't tried to dominate everyone else. And then she's like, what if, like, America had that shit? Well, imagine what we do. And she's like, yeah. Like that would yeah, be wonderful, <laughs> right? Like, come on, man! Like so, it's a little heavy-handed. Nobody is that. Nobody, nobody, legitimately, privately, has that much of an American boner. No politician has that much of an American boner. I mean, it it's maybe not the politicians, but uh, the the people who 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 want to use these powers to, you know overtake other nations and take their resources you know what i'm saying they'd be licking their chops yeah if they get access to vibranium you know what i'm saying like that's that's something they'll be able to have a hand in and make a lot of money so yeah. in any case that's what it's all about yeah those are all my thoughts uh josh what did you think about the movie uh all right i got i got some thoughts uh well like i said I think everyone did really well in their roles. Namor was really interesting in this movie. Uh, I've I've known this for a while. As far as the movies go, they are not the comics. We've established that there are multi. There's a multiverse. The move. There's a multiverse in the movies. Multiverse in the comics. All universes have things that happen in their own way. So it's fine when they take liberties. It's all about how they execute it and if it's interesting. For me, right? So Namor, I think they did a pretty decent job with. Like you guys mentioned before, he's from an underwater nation called Talokan, and it's like it's not Atlantis. They don't mention it as Atlantis, and that's a that's a big deal. You know, it's that they've never called it anything else in the comics, as far as I remember. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, please. And while you're at it, leave a like. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, a little late in the game to be asked to saying that, but uh, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. So his whole his whole backstory, um, uh, of of the Talokan people, how they came to be, you know, how they were an indigenous pe- a group of people that uh were in the process of, you know, being genocided. That is a theme of this whole episode. Genocided. Well, yikes. <laughs> It's not on purpose. It just happened. To... It just is, anyway. it was just a lot of genocides this week. Yeah, you know, colonization. Lots of so, fictional de- genocides. Right. So they, they, you know, they were going through. They were facing genocide. They're facing extinction and 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 slavery. So and you know, they prayed to the gods. Was able to find a fucking vibranium flower and there you go they turn into fish people right so i i i'm not mad about that i thought that was cool i thought that was like a realistic mc it was very mcu like mm-hmm. it was like okay this fits perfectly like this could have been there the whole time because it was low-key you know they they were isolationist just like wakanda if you could believe wakanda was off the map all this time until like a couple years ago then i believe that about Talokan. so that's fine that checks out for me um, speaking of Talokan, man, when they took the trip down there, it was fucking gorgeous. Um, I, I, I and, and of course the music that was playing, uh, the, the, 
I guess that was Spanish music, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's playing Spanish. Yeah, it fit the it fit the, the the cultural theme. It was just so cool. It was a, it was a nice difference from uh, the the Wakandan slash you know African. The, I hate saying African because there's so many different cultures in Africa. You know to mm-hmm. to give it yeah, that umbrella. I mean, term. you know, just to I guess. But let's just I'll say Wakandan, and you just know that I'm not ignorant and I understand. <laughs> That's what happened. It. Um, no, but anyway, um, it was just a nice, not, I don't even want to say a contrast. It was just refreshing to see that it was beautiful to see them together, which kind of leads to the other thing I want to talk about, like plot wise. I don't want to talk about everything on my mind, but as you know, these, you had these two nations clashing essentially. And I hear a lot of people was talking about it. Like how even I spoke to a coworker today who seen the movie, like literally yesterday, just like us. And she was saying how, like, it was kind of disappointing to see, like, the two, uh, you know, like, nations that went through, like, I guess, hardship and they're, like, on their own. You know what I'm saying? Not part of, like, the global north or whatever, or the, the, the global superpower structure. But they, you know, they, they, again, like, similar backgrounds. It was, she thought it was kind of disappointing that they clash, and I agree. Um, you would have liked to see them real like recognize their similarities and be like, you know what, we have no aggression towards each other. Let's work with each other, which ultimately was the resolution at the end, and that's the message I liked. Um, Shuri coming to that decision at the end was, I think, really important for her character. Um, I think. She had a little. She had an arc in this movie. You know, she she didn't appear as the Black Panther at all in the beginning, so I was a little skeptical at first. You know, I, I didn't I didn't have any negative thoughts. So I was just like kind of waiting to see how this, you know they was gonna execute. I didn't have high hopes, but I I, I thought they handled her really well. Um, she went, They had that first. They had that early scene where, um, uh, with her and, and her mom, you know, the queen, uh, where she talked about one. You know, I, I guess like the mom brought that that white cloth out as far as like like burning it to represent like the, the morning stage being over for T'Challa passing away, and Shuri was resistant to that because she's you know she's more of a materialist. She's not. She's you know. She's not religious. She resists those those thoughts, like and and beliefs. And um, she rejected it and said how she was upset that she'd rather see the world burn. And that was, you know, that was important because later on in the movie, you know, like Brian mentioned before, they had that scene with with uh, when when she becomes, you know, takes the liquid to become the Black Panther. She's on the ancestral plane. She runs into Killmonger, and um, well, you know. He makes he tries to explain to her that like yo like the reason you're seeing me is because of your intention, which was for vengeance, right? And that's how Shuri was feeling at the beginning of the movie when she talked to her mom that mm-hmm. you know she she didn't like she wasn't right like she felt like if she would let it go she would like want to tear everything apart and she wouldn't you know she'd be irreconcilable. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right, so um, yeah. Anyway, as she was talking to Killmonger, and she was like trying to exp- kind of snap back at him, like why, you know, how how they're different, and and how he was horrible, and the actions he took, right? 
you started like they had that visual effect of the the room going up in fire, right? Mm-hmm. And again, you gotta remember the theme of how she was like saying how she wanted like the world to burn, which was very similar to Killmonger. You know, he was just like, you know, about action and and was ready to do whatever it took, you know, to put himself and and the people he cared about in a position of power, even if it meant, you know, burn it down the world. <laughs> yeah, I get it, right? This yeah. is the, the theme with the fire. So at the very end, all right, and when we, you know, at the end of the movie yesterday, I kind of felt a little hollow, like, damn, like it ended so sudden. But it was supposed to be like, you know, I, I thought it was like a nice memorial again for for uh, Chadwick Boseman uh, with with uh, Shuri uh, morning, like on the beach and finally burning that towel. But, you know, I thought it was it was super poetic because, mm-hmm. you know, that was that was her growth when she ran. You know, when she fought Namor, she could have killed him. And took vengeance and 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 just said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do like go like go about it how I feel," and you know she was she thought about it and changed her mind and decided to you know get past the grief and and and, and move forward and think positively because war is not positive, especially not with these motherfuckers that got vibranium in a whole ocean. Yeah, that would have been bugged out. So yeah, I basically. After thinking about it and reflecting on it a little bit and, and talking uh, to other people about that, too, and sharing ideas, like, I, I thought, you know, what the ending was wholesome. Her burning, like, that cloth was her finally, you know, that's, she is Black Panther, bro. You know what I mean? She's 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 ready to accept the past and, and move forward and do what needs to be done. And I got to give the movie its props for that. It, you know... It, because the more the most recent movies haven't delivered as far as uh, a character arc within a movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion, nothing that potent. Yeah, and it could have been better. They left, you know, there there could have been uh, a little bit more of Shuri dealing with, you know, dealing with the uh, the grief and and being in over her head, like maybe a little bit more time with the queen passed away to see her really like breaking down. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, same. Plus point. Yeah, well, the queen dying was kind of like a oh yeah, she's dead. Well, now let's go fight Talokan. Let's let's go. Talokan <laughs> happened so quick. Yeah. Yeah, Neymar was gangster. He was fucking everybody. He was up. great. I he looked him. like Superman out there. Yo. Yeah, it was For really real. nice to see Neymar. Yeah. Well, those were... Captain America could beat him. They were Probably. teammates for a while. Back in the day, Namor Back teamed up with him in the original uh, Human Torch. They were a team, the Invaders. That's sick. Yeah. Anyway, well, there Why you go. Captain America could beat him. That was uh, that was our Black Panther review. Uh, uh, go see it. Recommendations from the three of us, I imagine. Um, but with that being said, that was our show. Ah, yeah. Thank you so much. This was a longer one, uh, but uh, a good one, I feel. I think this was a fun episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening slash watching as per usual. Uh, you could find me at the Chris Aspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole on Instagram at 
New Jump City Josh on Twitter, uh, Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow him on its uh, on his Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, do that thing. Uh, email the show at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about in the show. Uh, feedback on the show as well is, is welcomed. Um, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can hit us up on those. Uh, take part in the weekly poll that we do every week uh, by subscribing to the podcast so you never miss it. Uh, we usually put up the poll uh, on Sundays when the official Viz uh, translations come out. Uh, so cast your vote on your favorite chapter and we'll reveal it on the show uh, the very next week. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, like, share it on YouTube if you like. Uh, I'm doing a couple more things in the post-production, so please let me know. Give us some feedback a little bit on that uh, as much as we can. I'm trying to... I've, circumvent this panel stuff and you know show you guys some images from the show so or from the manga so you know fingers crossed uh, <laughs> uh do that uh if you prefer audio podcasts we are on uh everywhere you listen to podcasts itunes spotify google podcasts wherever give us a subscribe uh give us some five stars if they're available uh and yeah that's it uh we'll see you guys next week stay safe new job citizens peace out guys